0: Welcome to Crit-Apocalypse episode 166. Ant, how are you doing this week? I'm having a drink. Having a bit of a drink. What are you drinking? Coke. Is it full-fat Coke? Diet Coke? Coke Zero? Yeah, I
1: accidentally bought regular Coke.
0: I bet that doesn't feel good on the old tum-tum. I don't
1: know. Tum-tum and bop-bop? Might do eventually, Ugh. you know.
0: So Ant, we're Crit-Apocalypse. We review stuff and things every week. We do movies and games and stuff like that. Yeah. And you have told me privately... You've told me privately <laughs> that you are you are a film aficionado. You know films. You know In fact, that, um, you know all films. <laughs> you know that most of that's just going to get wiped out by the noise. Oh, game, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. That's why it's going to be held closer to the thing when we actually do the thing. But um, but you know you know films, so we're going to start with a little game this time. I'm going to stop pressing stuff. We're going to start a little game this time. So these are, I've got the 50 greatest movie quotes of the 21st century. So I just want to make it clear, it's from the last 20, 21 years. Yeah. Alright, and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a quote and you tell me the movie. Um Okay, so we're gonna start off nice and easy. Number fifty is Release the Kraken. What is that from? What well, that? Yeah, what is that quote
1: from? Name the film. I mean they're probably saying it's from parts of the Caribbean. But what would you say it's from? Clash of the Titans. Which one? The original, but probably the 2014 one no and whatever it was.
0: Correct! <laughs> uh, sorry um, alright okay well done so you got one point alright so now I'm going to give you another one okay you ready so this is number 49 I'm already pregnant so what other shenanigans can I get myself into knocked up no it's Juno Juno oh. alright so I should have
1: guessed by use of the word shenanigans
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the next one Uh, this is number 44 alright you ready mhm I'm gonna science the shit out of this.
1: I'm gonna science the shit out of this. Yeah, that's from a movie.
0: Yeah, 2015. If that helps. Do you want a hint? Whatever. Okay. starred Matt Damon. Ah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's from um, the Martian. Yeah.
0: I've well never done. Watched. Well done. You never watched it. That
1: nah, can be asked. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. Oh, sorry. I double that one up. All right. Okay, uh, alright, here you go. So this is, this is number 41. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. It's Nelson Muntz, it's from an episode of Simpsons. No, it's not, no, it's from a film, Ant. 2004, this was a very popular movie. Uh, I don't know, but it's from The Simpsons. No, it's, uh, it's from a movie, Ant, from 2004. <laughs> All right, okay. What what movie do they claim it's from? Well, I'll tell you what. Shall I give you a hint? It is a film about an obscure sport and a gym's last chance to stay open if they win said regional champions. Is it from Basketball? No, it's not. No, oh. no. No, it's, uh, it's Dodgeball. from... Dodgeball. Yeah, Dodgeball, a true underdog story. No. Oh. So you got that one wrong. Okay, so, right. No, you got it wrong there, so a little bit of applause for you to make you feel better. Okay, so... Ooh. Alright, so this one is, this, is the Amazing last, time. this is the last one I'm gonna give you. Oh god. Alright, it's clearly, this is. 2001,
1: this is, A Space Odyssey.
0: No. No. no.
1: This
0: is. Crush Groove. No, no. No. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna pick one that I know you can get, and it's gonna be something that you can never get wrong. Okay, so this is number 19. The film is from 2008. And the quote is, Get off my lawn.
1: Is it from Gran Torino?
0: Yes, it is! Yes, it is! That famously racist movie. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, directed by Clint Eastwood, 2008. That is number 19 on this list of 50 quotes from the 21st century.
1: Classic. Classic Classic,
0: classic quote there from Gran to- How did you get that one quicker than any other quote? That's a very memorable quote.
1: <laughs> he had a lawn and he, was, he liked it, so.
0: <laughs> Are you going to go see his. Uh, well, there's been a trailer for his new film uh, Cry Macho? Have you seen it? No. He uh, has to travel across the border to go and save a Mexican kid who has a fighting chicken. Oh, it's
1: the same story as Rainbow Five
0: and Gran Turino. <laughs> yeah didn't about, travel across the Michigan Well, no, but Oregon it's about him helping TV. immigrants in Gran Torino, wasn't it? It's about him helping immigrants in uh, in. Well, it's much.
1: about it's about him learning not to be quite so racist. That's what it's about.
0: Yep. Yep. But well done. You got all of those wrong except for Gran Torino for mm. some reason. How did you get Gran Torino so quickly? I got all the right. What? I got them all right No, you didn't you? Got, no, well, technically you got two right. You got the test question. You got the. Yeah, but you know, don't worry about it. Next time you might do better. I'll remember your score from this episode, and then we'll we'll try again next time. We'll try with some more memorable quotes.
1: What's more oh. memorable than "Get off my lawn"?
0: <laughs> I still love a You're like, is that Gran Torino? <laughs> yeah. You know, I owned uh, I owned and saw Gran Torino before I saw Million Dollar Baby. Oh, that's bad, isn't it?
1: Maybe. I mean, you you're one of those like you know latter day like movie watcher types. Gets in a bit late. you know. Yeah,
0: some films I do. Some films I do. We're going yeah, to talk yeah. about that, though, aren't we?
1: Um, I mean, you've never watched anything by Hachipatong where a fackle, but, you know... Who? He's a th- Thai director. Oh, right. Uh, what yeah. do he direct? Uh, Uncle Boomy, who can recall his past lives. Uh, it's a good film.
0: Yeah, but you've not seen The Man Who Feels No Pain, so...
1: is that a Jackie Chan
0: film? Nope, it's a Bollywood movie. Well, that should be
1: a Jackie Chan film.
0: Yeah, it should. Anyway, your first this week... Um, There's no real news, there's nothing that we can talk about, so... I put Wild Wheel down. Yeah, put that down. Well, actually, there's some news that you'd be happy about. Um, What what news, what news? Darksiders 3 is coming to the Switch. Oh! Only three years after its original release on other consoles. Yeah, that game's better than people give it credit. As in, it's a game that works. Yeah, it's it's fine, it's
1: janky as all hell, but it's it's a Dark Souls-y game that I can play.
0: Oh, so it's bad... Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, you review a fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, actually, everyone got tricked by a fake Spider-Man three trailer this yeah this month. Did they? This week? Oh, I didn't pay attention. There was a someone made their own trailer and then filmed it on their phone as if it was in a cinema, and people were like, "That's oh my the God, it's a Spider-Man trailer."
1: Oh, don't tell me, it had clips of Maguire Oh, I had clips of Tobey oh, Maguire, so. Tobe Maguire in it. Yeah, clips. Yeah, of it always happens Garfield. to be shots from the films they're in previously.
0: It was done all right, actually. Yeah. Oh Oh, my fucking! I didn't God. Spilling I didn't drink anything. all over my. Didn't spill anything. You were protected. Uh, but yeah, everybody was tricked by that. So this week, this, 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 well, last couple of days. Um, uh, what else has happened? Nothing really. Oh, Trevor Moore died. The worst kids you know. Newsreader. No, the worst kids you know. He was the. No, he one was one of the, the founding one. members.
1: <coughs> oh, cheers for that! Really good.
0: My face exploded with snot oh that's lovely where'd it go all over your hand hopefully I mean it went everywhere it can travel up to up to 60 miles per hour oh
1: that's
2: great Buggies. that's really good to know
0: yeah um, Trevor Moore died the White's kids you know of an accident they, um, they expressly said what caused the accident or how he died it wasn't a car accident because they would have said car accident so they just said accident was He's he trying right.
1: to fix an antenna on top Maybe. of his um, garage uh, roof
0: really interesting guy I've only been watching the Rod hole would have surprised if he didn't take Emu out with him <laughs> Um, it's one of those things that hey, uh, it, it's one of, it's weird for me because I've only been watching this stuff for a couple of months. I think I showed you the, um, Jameson's thing like a few months ago. Um, but I've seen the film Miss March. I saw that ages ago because says Craig Robinson in it. I saw that around the time it was released. DJ Request. Yeah. DJ Request. In this he's called like dot something, something. And the whole joke is that he's got no dick. Oh. His dick was torn off by a dog. So he's got like a little tap where his dick was. Oh. Um, but there's like a. It's, it's an odd film. It's an odd film. It's not really funny. It's fine. It's like, it's from that period of time when, like, they were still doing those weird road trip and sex drive style comedies at the very end of the 2010s. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's all right though. Um, but the, the worst kid you know stuff is really funny. Like some of this stuff has really made me laugh and it's just a bit of a shame because he seems like a genuinely very intelligent and strange guy. Like he's, he was always properly into uh, conspiracy theories and things like that. And they did a video that I found recently that made me laugh a lot. He he created a video where it's like, legally, you aren't allowed to say you're going to kill the president. But if you say it to tell people they're not legally allowed to say they're going to kill the president, then you can get away with it. And then it just escalates to him like, and also, if I was to be giving you information about killing the president, I'd say a mortar from the left side. (laughs) Like, he gives very specific instructions as to where the best placement would be to take out the president. It's just it's one of those things that's just very funny and he was like, as I said, a weird guy, like into conspiracy theories and stuff like that but so intelligent and so like, that's terrible. So intelligent and uh, and it's oh, just no, a shame.
1: Died
0: at, died at 41 and he was recently doing um, Disney show. Like, oh, stuff. Disney show, oh. No, but he wasn't in it, he produced it so like he produced some like comedy stuff over the last few years and was doing a Disney show, a Disney channel exclusive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really interesting guy. Really shame that he's gone. But, um, but like, they've got loads of their, all their stuff's on, on YouTube now, so you can watch it all. And it's all worth checking out, because some of it's really funny still. Um, uh, you don't find it as funny as I do, but. It's
1: internet humor stuff. Yeah, yeah. Your first review ad? I'm gonna review the face I just drew on my finger.
0: No, you're not. Review a thing. Oh. Don't make it Suicide Squad.
1: i Am gonna review Suicide Squad first? Why would I? That would be irresponsible. Because you've
0: never got anything to fucking review. (laughs) I've got
1: a new Picross game to review. Oh yeah, which one? I've got Picross, S, Sega Mega Drive and Master System. Oh, okay, yeah. So they've done a new Picross game. Yeah. Where you make um, sprite art from the Mega Drive and Master System Sega games. Oh, cool. Isn't that fun?
0: That is very fun.
1: Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, it's just Picross though.
0: You're addicted to Pitcross. I like it. it's It's
1: good because it's what you play when you get it's old. It's like Sudoku. Yeah. You're getting old, so you got to play it. i
0: played yeah. I'm a
1: fucking idiot. But, um, yeah, they, I don't know if it's like new things they've added. It's just little... Because they've made t- a whole bunch of these. It's like the seventh... There's like a demon one. Yeah, this is one with a storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about oh, getting that's that because a demon
0: in it. And I was like, yeah. And but, I was like, nah.
1: It's all made by Jupiter. They've got... This is like the eighth one released on Switch. Yeah, Jupiter film made it, yeah. Um. There's little quality of life things they've added, which I appreciate because I haven't. I've last one I played was Picross two, so I've missed. I've skipped three, four, five, and six. I don't know what additions they've added since then. Um, but this one, I mean, the only new type of Picross is color Picross in here. I've stopped doing the Mega Picross puzzles because they're just harder versions of the puzzles you already have, so you just get the same result out of them. So I oh, can't, okay. can't be so asked for that. Not very interesting. Nah. Um, but they they've got little quality of life things like it actually asks you if you want to start the puzzle before you start it now, which is really nice because the amount of times I accidentally restarted a puzzle after I finished it on the previous ones, because you know I tapped the direction to go to the next thing, but didn't realise I didn't tap the direction properly or something and Mm. start the same puzzle. So now it actually asks you if you want to start that puzzle, which is nice. Also, when you go into the cross menu it loads you up at whatever page of the cross menu, of the cross selection, level selection you were on previously, so you don't have to F- cycle through all the pages to get to the one you're up to. Um, which, you know, is a pain. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's just more Pit It's got Mega Drive music on stages. Each, each type of Pit has a different type of music. Um, like on Clip Picross, it plays some music from, um, Space Harrier. Oh, cool. Classic. Yeah. Um, a magical sound shower plays on that song. Mega da, on. Da,
0: da, 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 yeah, da, that's so. It doesn't
1: have something hedgehog music because that would be too. Good. What
0: Sonic sort of the Hedgehog music were you expecting? It's,
1: no, it doesn't have any Sonic sort of the Hedgehog music.
0: But I didn't do a Sonic the Hedgehog so I a space area.
1: No, it's stupid. So, what the fuck is with your ball playing so, up?
0: Well, if your negativity gets to mm. it, it 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 starts dancing like a toaster.
1: No, anyway, it's it's more Picross with yeah. Mega Drive spot. I mean, there's not really much else. It's Picross.
0: It is indeed.
1: It is. I mean, when you're on the main menu, little pixel arts of various characters from Sega games float around in the background. But at the end of the day, you're still counting a number of blocks and making sure there's a space between each set of blocks and, yeah. you know, gradually constructing a picture. Yeah. It's pit cross, Yeah, basically.
0: I mean, like, do any of them have a story except for that demon one?
1: No. No, because no. they're, just, they're just puzzle games to play. Yeah, fair I mean, you, you gradually unlock... Every five stages, you unlock some pieces for a clip Picross puzzle, which is a giant Picross. You do like, little parts of it oh, and okay, yeah. create an image. And the first two... The third one, you won't get, you won't start getting pieces for until you finish one, and the other two, because you unlock a few bits at a time. And, yeah. Um, but the first one's like the title screen from Columns, it seems to be. Almost done that. And the second one seems to be the title screen from Sonny Hedgehog.
0: Title screen from Columns?
1: Yeah. That's a weird Like the whole image. So you're making little parts. Of so it like up. the
0: Arabian Night style?
1: Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's fine. I don't know what the third one will be. Who knows? <gasps>
0: Probably some other obscure series from the Master yeah. system. I want it to I be like
1: columns. a super high detailed pixel art of the um, title screen from like a Yakuza game or something. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> yeah which cool. was never on making that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, like Yakuza Seven because he likes uh, Dragon Quest. It's he? good though
1: because I was like making them. And I thought, oh, maybe when I because rec- I recognise the pixel art, uh, you know, sometimes I might be able to figure out what it is before I am finished. Yeah, but um, a lot of the time I finish them and I go, oh, look, it's a spooky ghost, and he goes, and it's like a character from Crackdown. So. Do you remember Crackdown on the Mega Drive? No one remembers Crackdown on the Mega Drive.
0: Wasn't that the one that was like a NARC version? It
1: was like a top-down shooter thing, and he had like a little squad, and one of them could like set bombs and stuff. Yes, it was a bit like
0: like Mercs. It was uh, sort of... Well,
1: that wasn't like Mercs. It was like you had a... Sort of Metal Gear Solidity, you had to use stealth and stuff.
0: Yeah, but it looked like Jurassic Park. No. No, No, not the the top-down Jurassic mm, Park game.
1: Not really. I
0: thought the sprites were like the same sort of size.
1: Nah. No, okay. You, You don't know your games...
0: Thanks,
1: Han. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's any puzzle pixel puzzles from the ooze. I mean, in I don't scene. know. I don't know. Do you remember the ooze? The
0: ooze. Oh yeah, yeah. Mega the... Drive game, little slime thing, and yeah, it had like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember Mick and Mac Global Gladiators? Uh,
1: I might have that. Yeah, maybe.
0: It's a pretty great game.
1: No, I no, don't. I don't have it. I know oh, no, it's in one. Is it the cartridges in your box of Mega Drive carts? Oh
0: yeah, because I bought it, didn't I? Yeah,
1: the loose cart. Oh, disgusting.
0: there we go. <laughs> alright well that's that was anyway
1: Picross Mega Drive and Mars system
0: yeah eh. yeah
1: it's Picross it's 8
0: yeah well done
2: Ant yeah.
0: <laughs> I downloaded a soundboard for the first five minutes of the episode and I'm going to use it so uh, my first review is, uh, is going to be it's gonna get wiped out by the noise gate (laughs) it's making us happy i uh i bought my friend pedro uh for the for mobile they've got like a mini my name pedro i did i reviewed the main game which was like a side side on puzzly shooter where you had to sort of annihilate a room full of people in a certain way to get as many points as possible and there's a banana there was a banana. Um, so my my friend Pedro now has a mobile spin-off, which is about two pound twenty to unlock the whole game. And you basically you, there's a free version you can play that works like.
1: Uh, I played a new mobile game this week.
0: It works almost like an endless runner. So you just yeah. keep playing until you get like until three of your lives are gone, and then it stops. And if you want to unlock it so you can play levels individually, you just pay the two pound twenty, and you can play all the levels individually. Um, and. The game works really well. It's really simple. With the left thumb stick, you sort of, you, um, Angry Bird style. Left thumb stick. With the left, with your left thumb. With the circle on the left side of the with screen. With the circle on the left side of the screen. With the, um, you use your thumb to navigate where your person is going to jump. And then you mm. tap with your right thumb. Oh. To, uh, to say where you want to hit, basically. Um, and it works really well. It's really simple. It's got the free star scoring system. So you do better. You get free stars. Um, yeah, you keep playing with that fucking toy. Um and uh yeah it's He's doing this. Alright. All in all it's all in all it's fine. It is a mobile game, so I know that people are often hesitant to spend any money on mobile games. Um but it like it's it's worth two quid just to have a play on it. And it'll be on offer at some point for like eight Apparently ATP.
1: Apple Arcade's really good. The games on the Apple Arcade are like properly solid. Yeah, I've heard games.
0: that. I've heard that's where what the golf is. Yeah, why can't they put those on um Android? Yeah, real stores. Because people would steal them. Yeah. Android's too easy to rip off games isn't it so loads yeah. of companies avoid it um, and the problem with Apple is it's relegated to just Apple systems if they released Apple Arcade so you could just get it on Android would be an issue you're just like everything's held in the client on the app instead yeah. of having like but anyway that's, that's neither here nor there um but yeah, like, my friend Pedro on the front, it's, it the only thing that I will say is it's a mobile game, so it's your, um, your level of enjoyment is gonna be whatever your level of enjoyment is for something like this. Um, it is, it's very good for like a pick up and play sort of thing. And, you know, that's perfect for mobile gaming, on your commute or whatever, you can just have a go, um, and see how far you can get, or do the individual levels you wanna get a better score on. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a solid little thing. There's not much to it, but it's solid and it's worth two quid, I guess. So uh I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a Rex Manning. <laughs> Rex Manning? <laughs> Rex Manning. It's Rex, Rex Manning, Manning Day! Down? Um I'm going to give it a... I was going to say an Ethan Embry, but that's not really fair, because he's on the rise and he's doing really well. Oh. I'm going to give it a Blake Lively.
1: What's wrong with Blake Lively? There's
0: nothing wrong with Blake Lively. She's very smart. She's very funny. It's just she has never done a film that I would say is anything more than mediocre, except for The Shallows. But no one saw The Shallows. What else is she in? She uh, was in she, one of the. My perfect whatever. Is she, she in, in one there. of the Marvels or the DCs? No. I'm no. sure she's in one of them. Oh, maybe. But she she did that thing with Anna Kendrick where they replaced lives and it wasn't very good. And she did. Um, she's done like a few different things. She did one of the Revenge ones. Um, what was it called? Something the Something Quartet. What do
1: people say to her when she's um, being kind of lazy?
0: Blake lazy.
1: Yeah, they say that's not very Blake lively.
0: Oh 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 so yeah, I'll give her Blake Lively. She you know, nothing against the actress, these are always based on the oeuvre rather than the actual that's actress. Just
1: remind me of the lazy Susan joke. Oh man.
0: it's so good. PG, <laughs> Psycho Gorman, give that it's the The best that joke Tom in the film. Give that to my Atkins. Um Alright, that's for the mention of Psycho Gorman. So uh so Anne, your review next. <laughs> now who's lazy Susan? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> alright and your review <laughs> Who are you reviewing next come on oh Alice I'm still trying to find out if Blake Lively was in a Marvel No, oh, is she
1: Yeah, she's bound to be I'm sure she's in one no, of them no she's not she's not in a Marvel film Ugh. or a DC nope she was in Greenland and she was Carol Ferris
0: oh yeah that's where they met yeah yeah there you go alright okay
1: Star Sapphire. Right. Is she Star Sapphire?
0: Yes. Yeah, she's from Star Sapphire. Right. Yeah. Your review. <laughs> I'll find another drum roll after this. What's your review, Ant? Right. Um, did I finish watching? What did you finish
1: watching? Star Trek Next Generation Season 7. Well um, The whole thing.
0: Yeah, some night of pause. I
1: finished watching all of Star Trek Next Generation now. Yeah? Because, you know, that's what's been going on since lockdown started last year. I abandoned all the shows I was watching. Yeah. And just started watching Star Trek all the time.
0: Yeah. Yes, you did.
1: Yeah. It's not gonna end. I've never watched all of Voyager. Well. So that'll come someday.
0: Now's your chance.
1: Anyway, season seven of Next Generation, this you know, they they they're, they're, they're gonna to run towards the end. I can't remember how the show series started. I think it starts with the two parter where Data's evil twin brother law has a whole bunch of Borgs. It's not the best two parter in the whole thing. It's not a very good two parter Um But a lot of the series is all sort of like tying up loose ends a little bit, but not in a way where it feels like Star Trek's building arcs up, because it never really did that in Next Generation. It was very rare that they would carry a story from a previous thing months and months later. Yeah. Every now and again, you just get an episode, and it's given a sort of thematic tie-up to certain character stuff. Um, You just randomly discover Wolf has a brother, and his brother turns up in an episode and puts the Enterprise in a massive moral quandary by... um, Sneaking a whole bunch of people from a planet that's going to die. They're all like pre-warp civilization, so they're not meant to interfere with them. That's like the whole Federation code thing. Although they do it all the time. Um, And basically, because they were about to die, his brother, who looks a lot like Jerry Lawler, um, secretly transported them onto the Enterprise into a holodeck recreation of the place they were hiding in, in a cave. They were hiding from a storm in a cave. The idea being, he wants to force the Enterprise's hand that they would travel somewhere to a planet that has similar geology... And sort of, on the way, he'll go in the holodeck and lead them to a new land, because they're all pretty simple, Just medieval dump them, type, dump them on and a then new transport planet. them onto a new planet. Yeah, but it doesn't go according to plan. No,
0: because they get loose?
1: No, because the holodeck isn't designed to, you know, be played for hours and days on end. Is it yeah. not? No, not really. Not like that. And there's, there was all sorts of other stuff going on. Was Potions. it
0: in Star Trek Lower Decks so where they revealed that the holodeck, they collect the the matter from the holodeck. Oh, that's, that's, that's used... in all Star Trek. That's... Is that used to recombine food and stuff? Yeah, yeah,
1: oh. yeah. It's just matter. It's.
0: I don't have a sound for that. That's grossed me out. And there's not yeah. like a sound
1: on here. Not a splat sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the way it works in Star Trek. Is any like waste matter is like the is taken apart like it would do for a transporter. Yeah. And reconstituted like you would. Let's say you were growing, you know, like fake meat. You yeah, grow the yeah, proteins yeah, yeah, yeah. to the meat. It's like that. You're growing the protein strands and stuff.
0: Yeah, you just use different cells. Yeah, it's, it's just... All, it's all carbon.
1: When you're eating your chips yeah. from the Enterprise, you might also be in a little bit of um, Riker's Come. cum. Yeah. yeah. Which, to be fair, half the crew probably already
0: have. And also, you, when you think about, it, like, chips, salty, mm. vinegar—it does not change much. No, oh. no. Those protein strands could stay the same way. Yeah. He's probably got a real filthy dick, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know when someone just looks like they smell...
1: Mm. You know, like uh Riker's lovely. Don't leave Riker like he's just a bit of a ladies' man.
0: It's respectful. He can't sit in chairs normally, can he?
1: He did maybe once bring a brainwashing video game on board the ship, and the only people who could fight against it were the kids.
0: Is that Tetris?
1: No, it was a shitty looking game. It was really right. terrible. It's one of the things with Star Trek: Rise. Like maybe we should have come up with a cooler looking game. Joust. It was. It's just you guiding discs into tubes.
0: I mean, it, that sounds yeah. sexy.
1: But anyway, season seven's got loads of stuff like that, like. Patrick Stewart gets to direct an episode right at the end of the series, which brings back Ro Laren, which is quite fun, because she was originally brought in as a character who was going to maybe be a main character on Deep Space Nine yeah. a few years back. But Michelle Forbes, the actress who plays her, decides she didn't want to do Deep Space Nine. She didn't want to do Star Trek week after week after week after week. Um, but she like comes back for one episode, and it gives a nice little tie-off thing. And it also sets up the marquee, who are... Gonna be a thing when Voyager kicks off the next year. Okay, so they were doing little things here and there to set up where Star Trek's going from now on. Um, and there's a whole bunch of just like you know decent episodes. They save Q to the very end. The finale of season seven's fantastic. What does Q do? Um, Q
0: helps the crew. How do you? Because Q, Q normally what you do
1: to turns me? up just to fuck around with Picard because you know he's a bit of a tosser. But he learns his lesson oh. gradually. Yeah, Q. <laughs> Q. He learns his lesson gradually, but. It turns out there's some situation going on where the universe is going to be wiped out. Okay. And Picard has started leaping back and forth in time. Like, back to the first day of the Enterprise Ds of him under command. Yeah. Which is, like, basically where the first episode of the series starts off. Okay. And 25 years into the future, which is actually where Picard is, the TV series is set. Okay. Does it look the same? No. No, they should How have... How weird. Yeah. Um... But the idea is, is that they he... You know, he gradually pieces together this puzzle because he's barely holding his memories between the three time zones. Yeah. And they've all gone to this place called the Devron system and they all figure there's an anomaly that's Wait, getting Davros? Devron. Oh. The anomaly's bigger the further back in time they go. So it's not even there in the future until they use a tachyon pulse and detect it. But then it turns out the three tachyon pulses from the three different timelines actually create the anomaly. It's a time paradox situation.
0: Oh, so it's like that it's like that mm. um so that event they had for um, event they had for uh, that the Flash and that where they all had to trigger their devices to kill Vandal Savage.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's smarter because it's Star Trek. Uh, right. um, but the idea was is that this action Picard took to dis- detect this tachyon pulse actually created a uh, it's, a, it's a anomaly. Pom- it's
0: like a butterfly flapping its wings, but it's actually in reverse because it's, yeah, it's going through back, time. backwards yeah. through
1: time and actually stopped the human race from being formed. Stop life being formed on Earth.
0: But it can't do that because that's uh, that's an anomaly. Well, no, that would cause a paradox. Yeah, because- exactly. That's the problem.
1: Oh, right. So. Q's been helping him out by popping him back and forth in time and letting him retain his memories. Okay, so he can,
0: even though he struggles to retain his memories.
1: Yeah, he starts. That's the thing. It's not really meant oh, to be happening because Q's a bit cheeky. Yeah, but Q didn't. But he's not going to retain his memories no. perfectly. It's, it's, you know, he's bending the rules a little bit. Q is. Is he, Q a god? Essentially, but what is he? The Q are essentially omnipotent beings. Can you not put your phone down?
0: That was a pretty good sound though. <laughs> no. But he's a.
1: Omnipotent being who can control anything he wants. All oh, right. Yeah, he's got all sorts of powers. Oh, and it's questionable what he, what controls over reality he has, whether it's illusions or not. But it seems pretty real
0: because he becomes human at one point, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. He um, pisses off the continuum, and they make him become human. They tell him he could choose whatever species he wants, and he chose human.
0: Does he? Does he ever go back to being a Q? Yeah, yeah. He learns oh. his lesson by the end of the episode. Like four,
1: they give him back his powers so before can... the
0: dark world. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, the season seven's like it's it's not Star Trek at its best because it is very much like they've hit their routine and they're just doing it sounds, episode by episode. But it sounds like they're going a bit crazy with the that. last the last few episodes where every episode is tying some sort of thing up mm. to give closure for the series is good. Although Data kind of gets lost in this series a little bit. Data doesn't have as much to do. He's got a couple of episodes and you know decent ones here and there, but. Generally, he's not he's not doing much. No, like I, f- I don't know what they intended for Data's finale to be on this series. But to be honest, they've done so much Data stuff. Yeah, in previous series and the l- first episode, the two part that started the series off or ended the last one, started this one was very much a Data episode. So oh, right. I guess they that was his finale.
0: That was his his arc. Yeah,
1: there's yeah. not much. It's, yeah, he didn't get much going on. Even even Troy got an episode. There's a really weird episode where Beverly Crusher. Goes to the planet her grandmother, grew up, her grandmother's died, and Crusher's gone there to, like, she's inherited her home, mm. and the whole thing just turns into a gothic horror episode, where there's, oh, okay. there's some ghost her grandmother was apparently in love with, there's some being that no one seems to really know exists, and he gave her vitality in life, and he was, like, basically her secret lover all these years, and now he wants Beverly Crusher. Can't you just
0: have, like, the ghost Nan? Well, she's dead. Yeah, I know, but... but like, he's not
1: a ghost, he's an alien. He's like some alien who's like, no one really knows about, he sort of disappears. And, oh. Yeah, no one sees except the gram.
0: Okay, I understand now.
1: Magical alien thing, that's a weird episode. Just doing a weird gothic horror thing with Beverly Crusher at the end.
0: Sounds like a weird episode. Right. You know, a Star Trek for you, you got to do weird ones. Exactly, yeah? exactly.
1: You know, if you can do the weird ones and avoid
0: the weird racist ones, that's fine. Oh yeah, avoid the weird... There's a lot of weird racist ones in Star Trek though.
1: Well, you know, people love... You know, when they go to a planet that's full of African tribesmen. Apparently, according to PragerU,
0: racism's good.
1: Is it? According to PragerU. You're um, enlisted at PragerU, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. I got my bachelor's degree. in
0: stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like those people who are currently protesting the BBC anti-vax thing outside the old BBC building they haven't been in for eight
0: years. Yep. Which is now block of flats. Those heroes who Mm. are fighting for their right to get sick. Yeah, proving that they don't really need to bother doing research. No. They just go ahead and assume they're right in the first place. Just go and do whatever they want. Well done, anti-vaxxers. Always fucking stupid.
1: Anyway, Uh, season seven of Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. Classic TV. Not the best season of Next Generation, but it is, as a whole, Star Trek Next Generation is... Absolute classic television. That's a great review, Ant. Alright. Oh, so I guess I'm done now.
0: Oh, were you not? I don't Yeah. Do you
1: want... Wait, wait. There's an episode where where the crew de-evolve into weird species okay. and um, Riker turns into a Neanderthal and um, and and Wolf turns into the Predator.
0: Wait, that's racist. He
1: turns into a big old like insect creature. Oh, cool. And he's stalking the crew and it doesn't really mention how many people he's killed but they find at least one with his chest last open so he kills people yeah it seems like it and everyone's just like that's fine wolf
0: (laughs) I don't have I don't have a sound effect for someone committing murder whilst they're in a de-evolved state
1: yeah the whole crew de-evolves
0: like does anyone de-evolve into anything more interesting than the giant insect predator monster well Troy
1: becomes like an amphibious thing why? And one of them becomes an ape lady and... okay. ...stuff, but they're all they're different sorts of aliens yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What does Quark become? Picard is, like, going to turn into some sort of, like, marmoset or something. What? Yeah, it's, it's not like evolutionary tree. It's like the... Because all life has the same basic beginnings. It's a real enough. out of the shadows... So it's like their yeah. DNA has picked up some obscure strand... Yeah. Of evolution. It's, it's it's just like the explanation easier.
0: from Out of the Shadows. Yeah. Basically, yeah. where it's like you're a warthog and you're a giant pig. Mm. Well, no, wait. You're a warthog and a rhino, isn't it? I do Out of the Shadows, you know, where Brock's Daddy and Bebop transform? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably watched the episode of Star Trek. They probably watched the episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> My next review... <tribute. laughs> so next on... I'm going to review there is a new film I went to the cinema and I saw M. Night Shyamalan's Old oh is that the one about the beach where you get old it's the one about the beach where you get old well done and well done
1: could you get a more sarcastic clap please
0: I thought that was sarcastic mm. um, yes yeah, so I watched M. Night Shyamalan's Shyamalan Shyamalan how do you say his name Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Yeah, <laughs> I watched, like, watched his new film, Old, and it is dog shit. It, it is quite possibly
1: notoriously bad-tasting films. I say. So.
0: Well, I'm going to explain the film to you. And are you ever going to watch Old? But don't spoil it. People might want to watch Old. It's not in cinemas anymore. It's yeah. already moved out of cinemas because it did so badly. Are you trying to find? <laughs> you trying to find your own just download a soundboard. No. Oh, so you have to wait for an ad to play. But oh, I know you've got YouTube Premium now that yeah. was in your hands
1: <laughs> oh what's it doing <laughs> turn my screen just around just get
2: a
0: oh, soundboard no, Something else just up. get a soundboard I mean there was so much effort just get a soundboard stop this stop this messing around Um. anyway so old yeah so M. Night Shyamalan's uh, newest film is about a family that go onto, a, go onto an island or go to a beach sorry they go to this resort and they're given these personalised cocktails. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna really do well on Reddit this week. <laughs> That's in yeah. the podcast. Um, they go to the start of this beach, and there's like they, they, they get stuck there, and they find if they try and leave, they pass out, and they end up on the beach again anyway. They just sort of like appear. Um, and and over time, well, over a very short period of time, they discover that every half hour they're on the beach is a year of their lives, yeah. and so they're aging very, very quickly. Uh, one of the things that ties everyone together is everybody, except for the children, has some sort of medical illness, as opposed to a mystical illness. Mm. Um, they have some sort of illness. Um, so, like, say, one person has uh, early onset Parkinson's, or they've got Parkinson's within their family. Another one has a calcium issue, where, like, it's a very extreme calcium it just deficiency.
1: really doesn't like calcium. Yeah. really just can't stand um, that white One person shit. has
0: a tumour that's in their neck it's benign it's not like a massive issue but they say that they're going to deal with it after the holiday so it's something mm-hmm. that the doctor's going to remove for them
1: uh, um, they shouldn't have gone to this island, this beach no, where they, they get old not.
0: they should not um, and then another person has like uh, seizures they have issues with like their mm-hmm. like a- epilepsy but um, but as I said they all get given a cocktail before they go on the beach and then they go on the beach they're like oh i are going to have such a lovely relaxing day and they start finding like bits and pieces that have been left behind by people and like some of the knives and stuff they find are rusted Oh, uh, very old so they're like well, this is strange. This is a strange thing to find. Phones and stuff and wallets and shit like that.
1: What uh, illness did the knife have? Pardon? What illness did the knife have?
0: Rickets. Ah. Um, so, <laughs> so they basically, they um, they slowly discover that, yeah, the beach itself is cursed and, like, the adults especially start really feeling the effects. The kids grow up very quickly. Someone becomes pregnant because Nate Wolf and this girl, who are, like, six when they arrive on the island, end up growing up and becoming adults and they run off together and they go we played and then they come back and she's like really quickly becoming
1: no great. they played alright sexy
0: sex sex um, she gives birth to a baby on the beach the baby survives for like a millisecond and then it dies and it's because they realise that babies obviously can't be left attended for like days on end and if the baby's not like suckling for the whole half an hour that it's on the beach it's just gonna die because it transpires that time is moving so because quickly do they
1: get hungry really quickly?
0: no no they don't no no Oh. yeah weird right um, it's a real shit movie and if this sounds interesting there is only one interesting scene in the whole film for me and that was the woman who has the calcium deficiency she's very vain and she is obviously fucking terrified because she's aging super quickly she's like a fairly young woman like 35 to 40 when she arrives on the beach um and then like she she just basically wanders off and hides in a fucking cave because her calcium issue is becoming so bad that her bones and like her spine and stuff start to fucking basically crumble under her own weight. so she goes in and hides in a cave and she tries to kill herself by like dislodging a rock that's above her, so it lands on her head and just kills her um and it accidentally lands on her arm, breaks her arm, but then because time moves so quickly, they heal really quickly, uh. so her arm starts healing or disjointed and shit and it's all twisted up, and it looks a bit like um you know the origami foot picture where the people are coming out the other side of the mountain you know the Jinji Ito story where the people find the holes that are exactly shaped like them and they go through them and then on the uh, other side there's the twisty holes. She starts uh, ending up all twisty and horrible and gross and she dies. Uh, uh, someone gets stabbed with a rusty knife uh, and they get really quick blood poisoning and die. Like, uh, one character has a really severe seizure after being on the beach for a few hours but that's like 10 years worth of time so it turns out the medicine, she was the cocktail they were all given at the beginning is actually medicine. Oh. and so what they do is they give them the medicine they throw them on the beach and they say we'll see how long it takes for their symptoms to come back and stuff to go wrong because if they're on the beach for say five hours that's ten years if they go ten years without a seizure that means their seizure medica- medication is amazing you just need to make sure they keep having it every say like ten years five years or whatever just to be safe um, and that's all it is they're just medical testing on people in a super sped up environment the kids are just like folly to that whole thing and that's the plot twist that's the Shyamalan oh. And then they find the only way to get out is there is some coral. If you swim in the coral and come out the other side, you're fine. You're out of it. Oh. And they don't do it until the kids are 50. Wow. Oh. So the two 50-year-old kids who were six when they came on the beach the day before, who seem fairly well-adjusted for the situation they're in, um, go and find a policeman. They're like, you're a policeman. You're like, how do you know that? And like, I'm a 50-year-old. <laughs> um, it's dog shit. It's really bad. Nobody see it. It's crap. It's really boring as well. Like... I don't know how you make a film that's so um, interesting, boring. At one point, there is a character, Rufus Sewell, stabs to death this black dude that's on the beach. He's like a he's a rapper. His name his rap name is Midsize Sedan, which is how you can tell M Night Shyamalan. M Night has never seen a fucking rapper or spoken to a rapper in his life because Midsize Sedan is the worst fucking name for a rapper ever. But somehow Rufus Sewell—it's really, really modest. <laughs> Rufus Sewell is the one who's struggling with Alzheimer's or early onset Parkinson's, basically some sort of neurological thing that means that he's like he, he's losing his mind essentially. And at one point, they wake up to find the black dude has been stabbed multiple times. But you heal so quickly that how would someone die from being stabbed? Because obviously a wound closes up within a matter of days. So, like you even see it later, like uh, Gabrielle. Um, Garcia, is is sliced, and you see it healing almost immediately after he's sliced. So how did Rufus Sewell kill a guy?
1: Because hit the right organ,
0: man. You reckon he got him right in the heart of a little scalpel?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine.
0: But there's like three stabs on him. Look, what, you're and there's blood around the stabs, even though no one else seems to bleed when they get stabbed.
1: When you're watching a film which is clearly art house cinema.
0: It's not art house cinema.
1: And you don't think. house. You're worrying too much
0: house cinema, about logic
1: and not going with the formatics of the piece, you know. Basically,
0: it's just not very good. Old's a really fucking boring film. It's not very good. I don't recommend anyone sees it. If anything, save your money and go see something more interesting. Like, we've still got stuff like. Um, Escape Room 2 is better.
1: Peter Rabbit 2 is out in the Escape cinema, Room 2 you know? is better.
0: So uh, go see that instead. And, but, um, but this, I'm afraid to say, is an Adam Sandler. And you don't need to be so upset. I know you like old. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler, so yeah. Yeah, I can't recommend it. I can't recommend anyone sees it. Even if you're curious about films like this. I can't when
1: recommend it enough.
0: Even if you're curious about shit like this, it'll be on Netflix. It'll be on something soon because it just didn't do very well and I think that it's justified in not doing very well. If you want to read a better version of this, you can buy the book. There's a the book it's based on called Sandcastles is a lot better. It's a lot more interesting. It has less answers to the reasons why the beach exists. But it has like a more definitive answer to what happens to these characters and why it happens. And like, it just feels a lot nicer. It's a lot, it's a lot better. It's a lot nicer to look at as well. It's just fucking boring. The old is boring.
1: There's an episode of Star Trek. Oh, shut up. Shut up. up.
0: (laughs) There's an episode of Star Trek about fucking everything. There's hundreds of episodes of Star Trek. And your review. Sorry, I forgot you don't recognize it. It's your turn until I do the drum roll. And. <coughs> and, ready? Just... Your review, please, And. That's
1: okay. He's standing. Well. Your review. Wow. Um, let's review Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom.
0: This That's is the... Netflix paying us.
1: They <laughs> ain't going to pay me for this. Eh? Um,
0: <laughs> five stars it's
1: <laughs> so, it's the third part of the trilogy yes of um I heard mammals in this toy cartoon toy adverts made for alleged adults so cuz they don't have cartoons to advertise every toy line normally no but they've done this cartoon with the bare minimum effort this trilogy to sell the um, Transformers Generations toy line, the Siege Earthrise Kingdom toy line. Yes, they go for three
0: years. Nick Mason of the Weekly Planet was in their episode today. Was talking about buying the Megatron from this because apparently the Megatron figures are really good.
1: I've got the Generation Two version.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a repaint. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but, but um, they've oh, they've done a Megatron T Rex one. But um. maybe that one. They're putting it in the Jurassic Park set they're doing, are and they're doing I'm doing trying to say, so, yeah, it's very expensive though. Do I um, want it? No. It's got a T-Rex and it's got one of the Jeeps uh, from Jurassic Park. No, nah. And the Jeep looks like Muldoon.
0: Wait until it's on offer. You'll get it for like 40 quid somewhere. No. How much is it?
1: It's 120 quid. No,
0: you get it like 40 quid somewhere. No, nah. You get it on clearance.
1: These ones don't. Yeah, they but do. But anyway, yeah. so Kingdom, the last series ended with the, um, the Ark and the Nemesis ships yeah. crash landing on a planet. The planet's Earth in prehistoric times.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Do the Transformers still become trucks and stuff?
1: Yeah, but they meet Beast Wars Transformers. Wait, but... Optimus Primal and Rattrap and Cheetor. Why do they become trucks and stuff still? Because they're different characters. The Beast Wars Transformers... I know, but
0: if they end up in prehistoric times, they don't travel through time.
1: They've still got their... Sp- their, their Cybertronia modes just happen to look like trucks.
0: Oh, right! Yeah, I always thought but they're Cybertron they, trucks and I always stuff. thought they... Wait, but they're Cybertron trucks with little steering wheels it and It just windows. means they
1: have more lights. Oh, great. More lights and more windows and grievily details. Um, so they meet the Beast Wars guys. Yeah. I've got a couple of the new Beast Wars figures. They're not as fun as the original ones. No. They're nice figures. But um the main thing is they're just having a quest. Megatron's after a golden disc. The Megatron from G1 style Megatron has the Matrix mm-hmm. and the Beast Wars Megatron has the Golden Disc, which is you know the disc we sent off into space forty years ago or so? That's supposed to have all the Earth stuff on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Beast Wars, that was apparently discovered by the Cybertronians and they thought it would lead them to a planet that's full of Energon.
0: Wait.
1: And it had a secret message encoded the in it. The disc
0: travelled through time.
1: Well, no, because Beast Wars is way in the future. Oh, okay. So the original G1 Transformers are way in the past. But the Beast Wars guys are from their future. Now, in, in the, this, this show, it never discusses it but they do ignore a whole bunch of Transformers canon, like it's irritating, it does bother me because they've made they made all the Beast Wars guys the same height as the Generation 1 guys so it either means the Generation 1 guys turn into really small trucks, or the Beast Wars guys turn into really big animals and I can't fathom which one's which, because in Transformers by the Beast Wars era that's way in the future but also set set in the past it's, it's confusing um they took on smaller forms to conserve energy and the smaller forms are meant to be like six seven foot tall they're meant to be human-sized robots whereas the generation one guys are like 20 30 foot tall but in this they're all the same size and that's, that bothers me a lot really annoys me it shouldn't be possible <laughs> anyway show's sure it's not good um the 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 one the plague that's hit this show is basically Hasbro put practically no budget into this sort of thing, yeah. and it's especially galling when you're getting Mattel put in so much effort into Shivar and He-Man, and you get really good cartoons based on them with really good quality animation and great voice acting, and the voice acting in this is like it's entirely non-union actors because they didn't want to pay for the real voice actors, they didn't want David Kay to come back and voice Megatron, they didn't want friggin' Gary Chalk to voice like Optimus Primal, they just got some some assholes. The Megatron voice actor is fucking terrible. Like he is the new one, he's awful. Um, his interactions with the original Megatron are quite funny though, because he is he he picked the Megatron name the Beast Wars guy did mm. as like a to honour the old cl- great leader of the Decepticons from many generations ago. And when he meets him, the old generation Megatrons like you should change your name. You you can't be called Megatron. I'm Megatron. Okay, stop that. I don't like you. Give me that fucking disc. Um, Give me the disc. But he's all like, it's you, Megatron, the great Lord Megatron. You've already
0: told me how uh, crap his voice is so many times. It's terrible. I know. But his voice should be more like, it's you,
1: Megatron. Like he's got a regal pomposity to him. He says stuff like, yes, all the time. Plays with a rubber ducky. Um, He's goofy, Beast Wars Megatron. They try to make him edgy because everyone in this has to be edgy. They have to all be dark and miserable all the time. um, And yeah, I mean, the the people playing Dinobot and Black Arachne are pretty good. They feel like... Dinobot sounds completely different, but he feels like Dinobot. Because mm. Dinobot's whole thing is a Predacon who, you know, he lives by a code of honour and stuff like that, and his, uh, his teammates aren't really adhering to a code of honour, and they want to torture people and things like that, and do all sorts of evil stuff, whereas he's all like... That's kind of fucked up. We should just be like proper good soldiers and yeah. do fights honorably. And so he quits them. But they basically, they they rush through, like, they, they try to hit all these Beast Wars points that people remember from the TV series. So you've got to have little hints of romance between characters. You've got to have Beast, Dino Dinobot, being a big hero and dying, even though it's like he never even joins the Maximals. Like, it goes so fast that Dinobot's arc goes straight for him him questioning the Predacons to him dying before he does any of the stuff in between that made him dying in the Beast Wars series really important and yeah. really good. Because the episode where he dies in the Beast Wars series is like fantastic television. It's like great. He basically dies protecting the first humans on Earth. Like Neanderthals coming out of the cave and Megatron's oh, right, intention yeah, is to yeah. kill the first Neanderthals so the human race never happens. And he dies protecting them, which is like big heroic sacrifice thing. But in this, he he dies just trying to stop Megatron getting a golden disc. Um, yeah but it's not very good and then the last episode just really shits the bed because they get back to Cybertron which I guess is in their own time and they take the Beast Wars guys with them who shouldn't be there and then it turns into a whole bunch of moody people shouting at each other in the dark and there's an evil Optimus Prime because apparently nowadays with Transformers you've always got to have an evil Optimus Prime and it can't be a different character who happens to look like Optimus Prime it has to be Optimus Prime gone bad which apparently yeah which it's not don't do that like, that trope's rubbish. Like, stop it. It doesn't work in any medium. Not even Star Trek did that well. They they knew well enough to make the Mirror Universe its own entity in a fleshed-out world. Not to have, like, Oh, I'm, I'm evil Optimus Prime. I'm just black and stuff. Why is he black? Why are they always black, huh? Why is it your evil versions of characters are black? What's the deal with that? Hmm? Yeah. Anyway, the last episode's terrible. He literally finds the corpse... Of his old girlfriend, Elita One. Remember, they left they left her behind when they left Cybertron. Because in the first part, he threw the AllSpark into space. And now he's gone to get it again. Because without the AllSpark, Cybertron's dying, which everyone told him would happen. And he's brought the AllSpark back to try and save Cybertron, which is now dead. And everyone's dead. And he even sees his old girlfriend. He's all like, you saved the AllSpark, thanks Optimus. And it's like, "You fucking sentenced you to Death Woman. Like, this Optimus sucks. This one's this Optimus Prime's terrible. He's a piece of shit. Mm. <laughs>
0: like, Sounds about right. I mean, like, it, normally when they do these things, it's like too much fan service and not done in the right way. Mm. Like, the bad voices, it's, the misrepresented characters. It, and so on honestly, so.
1: it feels like a fan product. It was, to be fair, it's the same people who made those ones years ago, the Makenema series, which are fucking terrible. It's, it's better than those. The thing that did amaze me, though, is that when you get to this finally, in the third part of this trilogy of Transformers... Multiple times you see a transformer transform, which they haven't managed before this. You think it'd be a key part of Transformers, would be showing Transformers transforming. But practically every transformation up until this point happens off screen. Mm. Like where characters would, like a jet one would jump into the air and you hear, and then you see the jet fly past. That that yeah, but you actually yes, see multiple transformations in this, which, you know, well done. Um, they are still walking everywhere when driving would probably be smarter. Yeah. Like if you're in a chase situation, drive. You're faster as a car, but you know, whatever. Um, and some of the interactions are fun. And I think all the new cast members they brought in for the Beast Wars guys, they're a bit more lively yeah. than the rest of them. Although Cheetor does fucking nothing. Um, doesn't say anything. Tigertron, Tigertron and Cheetor, one's a tiger, one's a cheetah. The oh, yeah. toys, the original toys, were repaints of each other. They looked identical. They were just one was painted to look like a tiger, one was painted to look like a cheetah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the original show, their character models for the characters were actually fairly distinct. Um, in this, they've just literally repainted the cheetah mould, cheetah's character model with the Tigertron one, and made him a bit bigger. It just—it doesn't work. Um, it just looks rubbish. Why are you introduce? Why? Why? Are you, eh. It was tarantulas. Tarantulas wasn't in it. He had black arachnia, but no tarantulas. I need my tarantula boy.
0: Was that just a repaint of Tarantula or Black? Tarantula? The
1: original toy was, but they were in the show, they were completely different looking characters. Oh right. But um yeah, Black Arachnea, because like, she was one of the first female main cast characters in Transformers and oh. and her first toy was just a repaint of one of the other characters. Fuck's sake. Her I think her second toy was the first toy Transformer made that was specifically made to be a female character. Oh really? Because Air even though that's a female character, the Toy was never... Was designed long before.
0: Was it just a screen? It was...
1: That? No, it was a Falcon. But they hadn't decided oh. if it was going to be a boy or a girl. Oh, right. At that point. It was just a generic... How progressive of them, though. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's good that it took Transformers nearly 20 years to have a female robot one. Yeah. That's actually made. <laughs> but, um... What, oh, are you to, what button me. are you going to press? You're going to try pressing a button, are you? Is there, Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's not very good. The voice acting is slightly better but whenever it goes back to the original Optimus Prime and original Megatron, they're <coughs> just as freaking awful as they were in all the other parts. Just terrible. And the finale yeah, does, is then. just... Uh, no, one of them's like some from TikTok star guy, I think, or something. Like, I think one of them who's doing Optimus Prime has done Optimus Prime in another show but he was all right in that but this one, he's been given some rubbish direction or something. Yeah. Just talking, so like, elder characters talk like they're like, taking a breath between each word. So, wait, it was machine that
0: did the original series. Yeah, but it's okay. the
1: same same guys who worked on those. Have so it's probably on like
0: Rooster Teeth and that lot now.
1: Well, it's not Rooster Teeth and they're not around, are they? They're still around? I don't know. But it's, it's the guys who worked on the first one. It's okay. all... It's all... It's just not good. Why can't we get something as good as friggin' Master of the Universe Revelations? Like...
0: You're gonna hire Kevin Smith to do fucking Transformers.
1: Hire me. I even put a tweet out saying if they want me to re-record all of Megatron's lines You know I won't be good But I'll be better Like It's 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 a fact But anyway At least it's over now They tried to tease a sequel Afterwards But um If they were trying to tease a sequel And suggest that there's going to be a Fourth year Of this trilogy toy line Um It didn't work Because absolutely no Transformer fans Are hankering for a treat We never know never know yeah although there is a whole bunch of people who think this is the best Transformers cartoon ever yeah probably and it is miserable Mm. rubbish it's trying to be like the IDW comics which were pretty dark and could be pretty depressing at times but it doesn't know how to do it yeah at all doesn't know how to earn it
0: it's like uh, it's like it's like it's like someone thinking Joker's like a dark and edgy mm-hmm. and clever film where it's about as fucking dense as a it's about as deep as you a puzzle. You yourself. It's a really, really fucking vicious ripper that one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that doesn't deserve an applause. <laughs> anyway. Beast Wars, Transformers no, Transformers, Wolf, Cybertron, Kingdom. Netflix, Trilogy, Wolf, Cybertron, Trilogy, Kingdom, Trilogy, Kingdom. Um, At least it's over
0: now. Do you like that? It was Inception one? <laughs> no, it was Inception one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but no. So you're saying it's great?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right my my next my next review is gonna be and and I know that you've been looking forward to me talking about this. It is of course it's gonna be Jungle Cruise, Disney's Jungle Cruise. Oh. So, uh, so this is an interesting one. Anne, have you got any interest in seeing this? Uh, I'll probably watch it one day when it's on Disney Plus. You mean like next week? Uh, so, Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise. And let me tell you about the Jungle Cruise. So, Emily Blunt is a high-wheeling hootenfatooten pr- uh, professor. What, what word was that? Hootenfatooten. Who did? F- hootenfatooten. She's a high-wheeling trouser-wearing professor who. Oh. Uh, she don't take no guff from the men of the institutions who don't like women, you know, being professors. And she's like, "I'm going to tell you what. Although there's no science to back up my claim, I'm definitely going to find the fountain of youth and this leaf that cures any illness." And they're oh, like, sweet. "That sounds pretty." They're nice. like, "You're a silly lady." Where did this set? Uh, like years and years and years ago, like a hundred years ago.
1: Oh, so she obviously never found
2: it.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like just before. World War II, a little after World War One. So uh, so she's like, I'm going to steal this relic, and she does some violence, and she steals a relic. Um, and uh, and as she's stealing the relic, this German guy's like, that is my relic! Is he, like, Nazi? He's not a Nazi, he's a proto-Nazi. So he's like a very rich man who wants to find the uh, the Fountain of Youth-style plant for himself.
1: Oh, Hitler was into all that sort of weird he stuff. He was, he
0: was, but this is before Hitler. Uh, so she goes... She steals the artifact. It's just like arrowhead that's going to point her in the right direction. She steals it to go and find out where the leaf is that's needed to 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 create a cure for all illness. Oh, so she travels to um to. But there's a
1: guy who in the Wild West who you know travels from town to town selling just that in in a liquid form.
0: It's just from a small bottle. Oh, you mean Alex Jones? Well, he's one of those types.
1: But, you know, they just travel around going, and ah, I've got a cure for what heals you.
0: And most of the time it was just cocaine. Yeah, it was just pretty great, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, cure what heals you. Yeah. Um, so she travels to this to, to this far off, um, I think it's an African jungle. I'm not 100% sure, though. They don't, I don't think they make it clear. It's the jungle. So they go to the jungle. The jungle is massive. Sorry, the jungle is indeed massive. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, As so- the Out
1: Here Brothers once <laughs> confirmed.
0: Jungle is mass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so uh, she travels there and she meets Dwayne de Rock de Johnson, who's pretending to be Paul de Gia Mamati. Oh. All right. And he's like, I'll get you up that river. You give me 15,000 whatever, and I'll get you up that river. And she's like, Deal. Get me up the river. And so. She and her brother Jack Whitehall oh. go up the river. Oh, Jack Whitehall's yeah, in it. Yeah, Jack Whitehall's oh. in it. And yes, of course, he's doing his, ooh, oh, oh, oh well. But oh, there's a reason. Why is he in stuff? There's now? a reason for him doing that, okay? So we're going to get to that because oh. this is, and I want to make this very clear this is Disney's first film in which a character is openly a homosexual in it.
1: Oh, they've said that about five times now. They have
0: said that about five times, and they've said that about Josh Gad as Gaston's buddy, and they've said it about other people as well, but he actually says he is interested in other pursuits. Oh, that's 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 like that's saying it without saying it. That's Cody yeah. get, yeah. Yeah, um, that's
1: about as much as Disney can manage.
0: One yeah. of the weird things is Jack Whitehall is like 6'3". The Rock's like 6'4". Yeah. It's really weird seeing Jack Whitehall who has no muscle on his body whatsoever standing next to The Rock they're always <laughs> being the same size well, that's and how The
1: Rock gets bigger he just takes muscles from takes, other people takes it
0: from other people so um, so this is a bit of a shit film guys Um but I mean there are there are some highlights basically this is like baby's first The Mummy it feels so much like a oh a, just a like film. The
1: Joker was baby's first Scorsese film yeah basically yeah.
0: like that uh, but this is better than Joker and I'm gonna go on record to say Jungle Cruise is a better film than Joker Oh, people
1: were worrying about that. They were wondering that was the comparison everyone was bringing up. They were really... I'm going
0: to say that again just because there will be... Because it makes no sense. There will be nerds out there who are like, who are like, how dare you compare this to the Joker? I'm not just comparing this to the Joker as, you know, and very, very clear... But I think the Joker's cinema and,
2: uh This is more
0: a valid expression of cinema than the Joker. This is more of Everything from the I mean at the
1: very least It hasn't got a Gary Glitter song in it
0: Even if this had A soundtrack com- Composed of only Gary Glitter songs And Rolf Harris And Rolf Harris Yeah This would be And Led Zeppelin Because they locked that 15 year old up in a basement This would oh, be a Plant Yeah Roland This would be A better which film one for
1: Who was it Who um, had all that paedophilia What he said he Was researching a book
0: If Jeffrey Townsend. Jones Pete Townsend if, if Jeffrey Jones was Oh no I was talking about Jeffrey Jones the actor no. If Jeffrey Jones was in this movie, this would be a better movie than Joker. <laughs> in every way, shape and form, this is a better movie than Joker. And it is a stupid romp through the jungle with a bunch of likable leads. Yes, Jack Whitehall is actually likable. And at uh, one point I can't buy that. At one point him and Isn't that
1: Clifford the big red dog
0: movie? Yeah, that's gonna be dog shit. That's been pushed back to next year. Do you hear? They pushed that oh. back because of the pandemic. They reckon it's gonna ruin the box office. I'll tell you what. That film ain't getting over 10 mil. <laughs> You'll watch that film. That's going to be one of those DVDs that sells forever. Oh, God, yeah, you're right, actually. That film ain't getting over 100 mil. <laughs> the Jungle Cruise, there is a scene in which Jack White, who explains why he was sort of thrown out of society and, like, his parents don't give him any money and stuff like that. And, like, basically, the whole idea is Emily Blunt is the brains and he is the face of their exploit. So he, because he can fit into a society that's mostly masculine, he can go and he can... can- he? he can go and he can be the, the male face of their exploits and she could be the brains who comes up with the adventures and comes up with the ways they're going to make money because she's been kicked out of her family as well. He also acts kind of like the bank account. So that's... Family sounds like it sucks. They Yeah, yeah, they do say that. But those two together, they actually have a really good personable relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like the two of them actually do work really well together. Um But Jack Whitehall has a scene in which he explains to The Rock, he's like, he's like how do you put up with her? And Jack Whitehall says, um, I was... There was a girl that was interested in marrying me, and my parents wanted me to marry her. And I had to be honest and say to her that I am not that way inclined. I I seek other things, and she, she, I thought that about she, animals, yeah, and and he said I thought that she would keep my secret, but she didn't. And my family threw me out, and like they don't really support my my lifestyle. Um, and he says, and like, and at one point he says that in Rome he's very much very much comfortable and in Rome like he he has a lifestyle that he can be himself uh, when in Rome when in Rome Uh but like all in all like the, the whole film itself it just works it works as like a really twee bit of like like I said it's like the mummy light and that's not a bad thing so the mummy is still an exceptional movie people forget how good that original mummy is mm. from 99 like there is something about those films where Rick O'Connell played by Brendan Fraser just is acting like someone who who is ready to die at any second but he's doing it just because he's like fuck it I've he's got to defeat this thing
1: having a big action adventure one of my favourite
0: things in The Mummy and it's something that you don't really get in this is the scene where he he has the shotgun and the mummy comes up and like spooks him and he screams back at it and then just shoots it with a shotgun like pegs it with a gun and then runs out and they're like they're like the creature he cannot be killed by more means and Brendan Fraser's like I've got it I got him. I shot him. <laughs> it's right. like, it's, Brenda Fraser, listen to this man. He's got face tattoos. He knows what he's talking about. But in this, like, the biggest problem with this is that The Rock already feels like this invincible character. And, uh, of course, he's big. Yeah. And like a revelation later in the game, like, well, I say later in the game, the last 45 minutes of the film, there's something that's, that's revealed and it basically just removes any semblance of threat or danger. Like, even the scenes before that, there's no real sense of threat or danger. Despite there being- f- Turns
1: out he's Black Adam.
0: <laughs> Despite the fact they're being chased by, like, they're being chased by, um, like this Nazi dude with his submarine and his guns and his, like, loads of men with machine guns and shit like that. You never feel like anyone's in any peril. Um, there are some cool villains. So, it turns out that other people have tried to get to this flower and those that tried to get there Basically, killed an entire village of people because they refused to show them where it was, and they got cursed. the The last remaining person in that village cursed them with her life, so that if they ever lose sight of the river, they basically just get like dragged into the dragged into the um into the walls of like the, the jungle, and like one of them is dragged into like a tree, and he's like comes forward because what happens is the the Nazi dude splashes some of the river water on them. And, like, as long as he's, like, got a vial of it and they can see it and they're within contact of that, they can be out and about, but they're still cursed. So, like, one of them's got bees running all the way through his body and, like, he's missing a massive chunk of his head. Another one has snakes writhing all through his body, so when he gets cut, like, snakes seep out like a Cthulhu. Oh. Um, there's one dude who's just roots.
1: Someone wanted the Pirates of the Caribbean style it's monsters. It's essentially
0: just Pirates of the Caribbean style monsters, yeah. yeah. But,
1: I mean, like... When's this crossover (laughs) part?
0: Probably now. They're probably bringing out a final film. But this is, is, yeah, like I said, this is baby's first The Mummy. If you're not going to show your kid The Mummy because it's too scary, this isn't scary. You never really feel peril. There might be a few scenes where they're like, oh, no, but it won't be anything, like, serious. Like, for the most part, this is watchable by anyone of any age. I don't know
1: why you're really into that Tom Cruise film. The Mummy from
0: 2017?
1: Yeah, yeah. God, that's bad. I've still not watched it because... Have you not? I'm not going to waste my time on
0: that one. Oh, music. come on. you got to watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it.
1: I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah, you probably will. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Actually, do you want to do a commentary for it? No. Oh, no, let's not do it. In slides. No, but no, Yeah, come on. I fucking hate it. But I hate it, like, with a weird passion. I can watch it, like, all the way through. I just get angry. I get angry at myself, oh, and I get angry at the, at the oh, film oh, for no. existing. You lost the hat. I've
1: lost World Wheels hat.
0: But yeah, the mummy. It's like
1: you're not talking about the mummy.
0: Sorry, the <laughs> Disney's Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Disney's Jungle Cruise. It's perfectly acceptable cinema, and it's kind of the perfect thing for going back to the cinema because it is a big, bombastic, like, like full-on adventure thing. I think that the set that they built they they built the entire village set, like from the intro, and it's like apparently it's like the biggest set they've ever constructed. Like even bigger than like the Waterworld <laughs> shit that they made. This is the
1: one from Popeye.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Which by the way, the Popeye the movie is a good fun it's film. Fucking terrible. People are animals who don't Shut like that. Up, it's fucking terrible. At one point, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Doesn't he twist his wrist? Yeah, yeah. It's... He twist his arm to power it up, and then like give someone a tornado. Yeah. Oh god. That shit's rad. So I'm gonna give Disney's Jungle Cruise. What, what's on My phone. What's that? I'm gonna give Disney's Jungle Cruise. A... Ah. I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it an Amy Adams It's good It's good From Adventures in Babysitting Is she? Yeah Amy Adams Yeah Is it Adventures Is one of the kids No, she's the babysitter No, she's not Here yeah, she is No, she isn't Yeah, she is no, she's not. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it an Amy Adams. I liked it. You know, maybe. Amy she's, Adams is like 50. Yeah, I know, but she's not in Adventures in Babysitting. That's Elizabeth Shue. Um, I'm, I'm going to say now, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it, you know, like I said, I haven't been to, I haven't been able to go to the cinema for a few months. So it's great to go to something and just see all this bombastic action. And, uh, yeah, I recommend it for anyone who's like got kids that might enjoy something like that. Or just big kids at heart who missed the Mummy franchise, who missed their mummy, Elizabeth Shue. Adventures in Babysitting. No. Well, what was Amy Adams in? I'll find out. You do your review. Oh, sorry, you need to drum roll. Was she in? Don't tell Mum the baby babysitter's dead. dead. Yeah, no, that's Christine Applegate. Oh, Alright, come on, All right, ready. Your next review, Aunt, is going to be. Well, what's your last review? Well, I can review anything, so.
1: Can you? You reckon you can just review anything? That's a really big-headed attitude to have. Yeah, it is. Could could you review the um, um, arrangement of nucleons and protons within a subatomic particle?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think you could. I don't think you even know the first place to start. No, no, I do. (laughs) Review thing. Should should I?
0: Yeah, just go on, go.
1: I could review a comic.
0: What? go on then. I'm not going to that. Oh. I could, though. Okay.
1: Um... Fine I'll do Suicide Squad then <laughs> yeah. I could have reviewed A Transformers comic But You know Nah I'll do Suicide Squad Nah alright Anyway yeah. So That's it I'm just done no, no, it's no, going.
0: no it's not Keep going Keep going Su- Well what Talk about Suicide Squad but Have you got
1: anything That's going to top it Yeah You haven't got anything that's Yeah to I to. do no, you
0: don't. It's a new game release that I've been talking about for a little while, and I'm going to talk about it. Uh. But you review your Suicide Squad, unless you want to review something else. If you genuinely want to review something else, then you review something else. Because I'll review Suicide Squad if you don't want to review Suicide Squad. Yeah, but then you
1: won't be able to talk about your little game. Well, it doesn't matter. Apparently, bigger thing than Suicide Squad. It's not Squad. bigger. It's just
0: it's a new release, and I wanted to talk about it because I've been wanting to, wanting to play it for a while. But if you want to talk about, Do you side...
1: review Star- Skyward Sword? That's all you've been playing. No, no. Well, that's, that's... you haven't got anything bigger than that.
0: Well, I mean, wait—did we already review Skyward Sword? Yeah, yeah. So why would I review that again?
1: Exactly. That's the thing, though. No, but no, not, that's no, not the
0: only game I've been playing. No, it's, it's
1: the yeah. only game you've seen me. There's play. nothing bigger than that that's come out recently.
0: No, what there is to me, just get on with your review.
1: Suicide Squad came out in the
0: cinema. If you don't want to review Suicide Squad, review something a else. A
1: week and a bit ago, over here, we saw it before you, America, before your HBO Max thing.
0: Oh, I saw it before you did.
1: That's right. Before you did, yeah, so, but I was busy. I
0: saw it on the Friday. I was
1: busy getting a cold in Scotland. Yeah, that I've still got yeah COVID. Anyway.
0: vid nineteen.
1: <laughs> so this Suicide Squad is um, it's really good because they didn't put a number after it, so you don't have to pretend it's a sequel. <laughs> and because they put a vert in front of it, it sounds more important than the previous one. Yes, yes, it does. Um, so it allows you to completely forget the previous one existed.
0: There are a lot of people that yeah. don't want to do that. They like that film.
1: Yeah, they're weirdos. Mm. Um, so anyway, in this film, the, the Suicide Squad is a premise is about a whole bunch of DC's more obscure villains most of the time, although they sometimes chuck one of the big name ones in there every now and again, the you figure. know, to sp- spice it up a bit. Um, and you know, they go on missions to do covert black ops stuff for a secret agency headed by Amanda Waller, who's a bit of a bitch. I'll be honest, <laughs> um, and you know. They're going to go do the dirty jobs that superheroes won't do. Do the stuff for the American government and all that sort of stuff. America, fuck yeah, and all that. Yeah. Um, and the bulk of the film follows Deadshot. Um, not Deadshot, Bloodsport. Because Deadshot was in the last one.
0: Well, it follows two people, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, uh, Bloodsport. And we got like Peacemaker. Like peacemakers. Harley Quinn. Harley, Quinn. Is Harley Quinn's actually barely in the film.
0: <laughs> she gets her own arc. Like, yeah. She's, she's in from the
1: beginning. She vanishes for a good half hour, though. Pretty much, yeah. But um, anyway, the film, they've been sent to an island. There's some... This island that was run by this this family. It's been taken over by, you know, some evil, crazy militants. General
0: Luna is taken over. It
1: doesn't matter what their names are. They're just militant twats.
0: He's uh, replaced the Marina family. They've
1: got this big old thing trapped inside a big tower called um, Valheim... Valheim Jonheim. Jonheim.
0: Jonheim.
1: Jonheim. And there's something in there that could be used as a weapon. Something so, in the trailer. Yeah, but it just, it, just, it just got to have some mystery. it got have some mystery for if people. If they want some mystery, don't put it in the trailer. Yeah, but anyway, they've, they've been sent there to basically blow up that place and destroy it. So no. So they can't use it.
0: So they've been sent to destroy any of the information that would link it to a certain party. Well, no, they've been told to destroy the whole thing. Destroy the building and remove any any scrap mm. of information that would link it to a certain... certain
1: well, to group. the US. Mm-hmm. Because what this film secretly is, is a massive critical piece, um, con- you know, criticising American foreign policy. Yeah, mostly the <laughs> Contra.
0: The contra <laughs> yeah, and- but
1: just in general American foreign policy, mm-hmm. which is basically, um, let's stick our nose in other countries and get them to do our dirty work for us.
0: What I like is that they've even seeded the idea that it was the Nazis that moved over there and not the Americans. Mm. Because that's a nice little... You hear that early on. You hear Luna say that it was a Nazi facility. Yeah, but that's the thing that
1: actually did happen, was that like when the Nazis were taken down... It
0: It was Portugal and Brazil, not Cuba.
1: But what happened when the Nazis were taken down was Was America took a whole bunch of their scientists and didn't put them in prison for working with the Nazis. They instantly got them to work on the same stuff they were doing for the Nazis for them.
0: That's how the Americans got to space. Yeah. But
1: um, but that's the whole thing. But anyway, the film follows mostly Bloodshot and his little team. Yeah, there's a really cool the intro at the start, like the first ten minutes or so is fantastic. Savant, because you set up, yeah, you set up with a character who is shot and portrayed as your, you know, your eyes Mm. into the world of Suicide Squad, and he just gets sent in and he does this first mission, which is just pure Suicide Squad disaster, where everyone gets straight up. Killed, and he turns around and runs. Yeah, uh, just freaks out, has like a freak out moment, which is fair enough. Um, and just runs, and then he's like, "Oh yeah," and here's Squad B, and that's our heroes, which I love. Um, I was really satisfied that Pete Davidson got taken out first. Yeah, loads of people were really happy about that. Haven't yeah, you? I'm wondering if James Gunn cast him purposely because he knows loads of people can't stand him.
0: I liked. There's a there's a moment where he's talking to someone who looks like um one of Kevin Smith's mates. You know, like, they're sitting in the truck and he keeps goading him into shooting him they oh, pretend yeah. to go for his gun. Um, it looks like Ralph... Go- not Gorman. Is it Gorman? Ralph Gorman? I oh, can't. some twat. But it looks like him and Pete Davidson's, like, goading him and I just wanted Pete Davidson to get shot. Like. Yeah. But he doesn't like, his face blasted off. He is purposely playing a very irritating character. Like, yeah. even when he's in the prison and he's, like, dropping shit in front of Bloodsport and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this, a this fun film. It's got loads of good humour. It feels... I mean, I just watched the Red Letter Media review of it and Mike said something that I was going to say. Fucking Mike. Um, that it feels more like like reading a comic book than any superhero film I've seen. It is structured really like a comic book, not just because of the title cards and stuff, but the way where it feels like a whole series of sequences that, you know, you could split it up into issues and watch it in a bunch of 10, 20-minute parts where it'd be like, this is what happens in this episode. Like, smartly designed thing. And it's just the way it all sort of, comes together and plans and stuff um my favorite little sequences um no no one mentions it the bit where they go to the bar and they're just chilling out and having some beers and having a good time and teasing each other and having fun he cuts the mm. king shark stuck in the back of the truck yeah like just sort of falling asleep himself, right? <laughs> yeah but um that whole sequence where they have to sort of get out of the bar and they and you know he's like um he goes back to catch right take the car. We'll meet you here in like half an hour, mm. and it just has this whole thing where it follows them being captured, and they're in the back of a truck, and they start talking about you know it's possible to kill a guy with one one point. hit, yeah, and it's like it's not possible. And the whole truck, the whole sequence, it does I mean they knock it's all, just all a out in one hit. Fantastic
0: sequence, yeah. but it just
1: falls down the trick, the, the cliff, and crashes and sets on fire as they get out just as the truck pulls up. with yeah. are but I, I want to know if that was the that was the meeting point because you don't see what he says or anything. He just says, "Go, are right, you going to meet us here in half an hour?" Yeah, and it's like. You're like was it this middle of the road in the middle of nowhere that they actually planned to crash off the edge of?
0: Yeah, I get the, I li- the lots of stuff like that I really like. I like how um, it's constantly messy. It does the good, like good
1: subverting your details, like the bit where they have to go into the the camp and he's all like Rick flags there, kill everyone involved, <laughs> the hostages, and they just go through killing everyone, eliminate
0: all the people. And you kind of get the feeling that Amanda Waller was expecting... He, she knew that they were all the counterinsurgents. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and she was just like, kill everyone there.
1: Yeah, because while they're there, this is a little running thing that's going through it, is they're sort of... Decentralising the government. (laughs) Yeah, on the sly, but not necessarily via their own actions, but, I mean, Rick Flag's doing it on purpose to a certain extent, although he's just sort of being a bit sly about it and making sure it doesn't get picked up. But unintentionally, they're destabilising the area so so a rebellion group can to retake the island. Well,
0: I think that the idea is to to wipe out all form of government there because yeah. they only stop killing the people in the camp because Rick flags like, "Oh, she's my friend." Yeah. Um so if if they if they if they hadn't have seen him with her, if she'd just been walking around the camp, they would've taken out all those insurgents. There yeah. wouldn't be any counter <laughs> counter-occupancy. Um and then uh, one of my favorite sequences is uh is them going through that cab. That's just spectacularly done. It's a lovely tracking shot for one part where Peacemaker goes up and then comes back down and the whole time it's focused on Peacemaker and then it switches switches focus to Bloodsport as he pulls out a tiny flamethrower. He has a little yeah. flamethrower and he sets someone on fire and sets someone else on fire and then Peacemaker shoots someone. Um, they've all got their little like... It's so easy for um, characters that are just like good with guns or really, really highly trained to just disappear into a cloud of just very samey mm. samey design but the fact that they make it so they've each got different weapons and the way well, they operate The scene's not about so
1: them taking out a whole bunch of guys The scene's about Bloodsport and Peacemaker it's yeah. like you know dick measuring contrast yeah. between the two of
0: them Did you see that he's got like he uh, Bloodsport has weapons all over his suit Yeah yeah it just picks up parts and, and then nano guns and yeah, stuff Yeah he has like a little crossbow yeah. that has literally like darts from a dartboard that yeah. he fires at people and I'm like do you just pick those up and you can just fire those or are those yeah. like something I know like the
1: blood kind of undefined like in DC comics blood like straight up one of those oh we just need a guy with guns for Batman to assassin. punch yeah yeah he's like like cuz when Bloodsport's like they're not blood sport De- um, deadshot is just basically when you don't want deathstroke and you want a lower level assassin you want a sniper guy, Batman can punch him in the face at the start of the comic and then the real story can begin. Well, Deadshot's and all about... Bloodsport's even lower than that. <laughs>
0: that's that's kind of like...
1: um You can have Deadshot-focused story, but a lot of the oh, time, yeah. Deadshot's thing is he's been hired by someone else and Batman will beat him and get some information. Yeah, so yeah.
0: basically, Deadshot's the person you hire if you want to make it look yeah, like someone else shot someone. Bloodsport
1: is like, friggin'... Um, Bloodsport's just like a wrecking ball. Just yeah. send him in. Who's the... um the sports guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's like him. You know the one who's all the. Uh, oh, the one who uses like baseball bats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he He's just from, like, uses Casey hockey Jones. sticks and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the guy that was in. Uh, BloodSport's, on that le-
1: yeah, Bloodsport's on that level, normally. Yeah. He just sort of turns up, gets his ass kicked. He's there to be the psychopath that they bought. Bar- the one, Hen- um, who's the one Henry Rollins did the voice of in one of the cartoons. He blows himself up. And-
0: I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. They, uh, Sportsmaster. Uh, yeah,
1: Sportsmaster. That's the guy. Yeah. He's better than Taskmaster. He is. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they're just goofy, silly villains. And the fact that it doesn't really. Like it'll give you the backs a certain amount of backstory on a bunch of the characters, but it doesn't dwell on it, it doesn't waste time. It makes like minimal effort to explain King Shark. They're just oh, saying, yeah like, We're not sure where he came from, possibly the ocean.
0: Yeah. Ninawe. Yeah. They actually give him his like proper name. Nawe, yeah. Um yeah. He's voiced by Sylvester Stallone. And mocaps by Steve Agee. Yeah. Um there's like there's a ton of weird shit in this. Like, no one is completely without some level of, you don't like, the only person that, that, that is a true out and out villain and isn't like some, in some way have some empathy played upon them is the thinker. Or yeah. The, yeah. The thinker is the only person who is out and out a villain. Like, Luna has hints of a villain and then like he reveals that he has no empathy and he can do whatever he wants. But even then, like, he's still human, human. Mm. like he's just doing what a dictator would do in that environment even like fucking star star has that line as he's dying he says like i was happy in space just looking at the stars
1: yeah they couldn't just launch him into space huh? yeah. yeah
0: like and the americans the <laughs> like the fucking the video of them picking him up and putting him in the thing and they're like <laughs> star- oh no we've all been we've all been taken over mm. um there's some really fucking good body horror in this that i wasn't expecting that scene where they're going through the lab and the thinker's like oh come on don't be so fucking what are you talking about I'm getting fucking knickers in a twist you twat what do you think we've been fucking doing and I'm like oh Peter Capaldi yeah there he is there's that hiding for that thick of it yeah the uh, but lining. there's like there's like half a body that's yeah. like missing its legs and all its organs yeah. and it's got starro on it and it's still alive and mm. fucking one of them where they've pulled it forward yeah. and you see it's eroded the face underneath and it's just got the tendrils going in its nose and eyes like there's some real fucking decent imagery in this and like the like you say, pacing is perfect. Mm. There are scenes of downtime, but even in those scenes of downtime, there's like a kinetic energy, there's like they use it. It's not just like people going, Oh, her name's Katana. She stabs you with a sword or steal your soul. It's like they don't show you that. But in this, like, rat catcher's like, My dad loved me and he made these inventions. In the background you're seeing her memories in the in the window.
1: Yeah. She reminded me of um scott pilgrim versus the world when they're talking on On the bus bus, yeah and you have like the reflections in the window changing the lights changing to be a symbol of just thematic like you know impressionism going on
0: it's surprising that every single character gets a beat and you You kind of just put clementy yeah in the club yeah. yeah um but yeah it's really interesting everybody gets a beat everyone is clearly defined like i thought there was a tom savini cameo
1: no, Lloyd Kaufman's in it.
0: Yeah, but I thought there was a Tom Savini cameo. Yeah, they probably didn't. You know, Nanawe? Yeah. You know, he bites someone's head off and then, like, he's got the head between his mouth. Yeah. It's got Tom, Sav- it's got like a, a guy with a big handlebar stash. He looks a bit like Tom Savini. I was like, is that Tom Savini? Man. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. But all in all, like, the whole thing makes sense. Everyone's defined and it just works. Mm. Like, it's a bunch of people who are in a stupid situation that definitely aren't capable of doing anything. They aren't trained to do this mm. stuff. They just sort of fall ass backwards through it. I like King Shark's little like, it's peacemaker. And then like, yeah. and John Cena's line is, that's actually very nice. And then he turns to, turns his back to it. He goes, looks nothing like me <laughs> like that. Like it's just King Shark trying to make peace with his mates. Um, yeah. Rat Catcher, the original Rat Catcher gets one of yeah, the best. I want a lines. Rat Catcher film. Gets one of the best lines in the whole film. Yeah. And it's just where they're sitting on that tower and he says, if even the loneliest rat has a purpose then so do we and yeah. it's just like really nice but that whole sequence at the end fucking the music and everything it's an orchestral score it's na 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 yeah orchestral score is really like yeah. classic orchestral stuff yeah really weird yeah. Uh, but like stuff like the Pixies music as they're coming out of the fucking rain is incredible yeah um, like this is how you do a fucking soundtrack yeah like everybody the song from Dawn of the Dead it's the damned I think doing everybody's dead mm. as they as they span over the beach with all the dead bodies from the fucking intro It's like everybody who died, died And you're like this is great energy We've yeah. just lost boomerang So
1: no, the, the real trick is to just pile in as many well known songs In the first five <laughs> minutes yes. As possible and cut the video like you're You know doing an AMV
0: Isn't it so weird like There is there is so much energy and tension As they're going up to Jönheim to actually take out Like the building mm. and the song you get is Hey 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 <laughs> Hey 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 And you're like all right, pixies, cool, all right, they're no, fine. And it's just like, they go into this action scene and then immediately start shooting and it still matches up. Like, it's still just, James Gunn just knows music and he knows visuals and he knows how to put those two things together to make something that's a cohesive story that's told with music rather than a story that's told by the music.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I think, like, I think it would be nice if James Gunn maybe made a film with less than 5 million people in it for once because he's doing this a lot now. Mm. His films are becoming massive ensemble cast Team movie
0: things. He's starting to lose a sense of being James Gunn. Like mm. there's a little bit of his old tour tricks. Oh, no, no, this things. is
1: this is more James Gunn to me than Guardians of the Galaxy was. You reckon? Oh God, yeah. Watch this next after Super. They're like they com they uh, complement each other exactly. See, I'm not the same b- rhythm to the dialogue, same tone to it, same friggin'. I'm just you know. I'm
0: not as big a fan of Super as you are. Like Sliver was more my Super's a fantastic. Film. No, I like it. It's just it's not my favorite James Gunn film. I prefer I prefer Sliver. Sliver
1: doesn't have Kevin Bacon. No it doesn't No exactly no, doesn't. So the rest no. of my case uh,
0: But it does of have Clark, Clark uh, No uh, not Clark Greg
1: Greg Henry's in Greg it Greg Henry That's what I, was I bet Greg Henry's in this He probably is He's yeah. probably got a cameo um, He's probably in the prison the start, knowing him Yeah, yeah
0: Amanda grow. Waller Holy fuck she's good in this Yeah After Because I, I watched The original Suicide Squad Not long ago I don't know yeah. why I put myself through that But I really hate that film um, And even stuff like Will Smith's relationship With his daughter Seems a bit fucking abusive And a bit weird um and like people praised him in that role and all this other shit and I was just like I watched it again I watched the extended cut as well just because I was like it's an
1: extended cut yeah and all the weirdos it's like 2016 minutes long what are they complaining about they got their extended
0: their... it's so shit it's just as shit as the original mm. like David Ayer just can't direct a superhero film I mean that's mm. like where we've got because to... people keep saying release the Ayer cut but those bones are rotten man that mm. like whole film is just rotten it's just there's nothing there to save
1: let me direct it
0: yeah, go for it. Well give um, me
1: give me this give me the raw but footage. Like, I'll but like, even stuff show. like
0: people say like that bar scene where they're all connecting, it's dog shit.
1: It's just them giving their backstories the and yeah. to an exposition. For a
0: third fucking time. Yeah. Um but yeah, like all in all, like these feel-like characters, they feel like they're actually doing stuff to affect the story rather than the story happening around them. And also, it's shot during the fucking day. Mm. Finally, can see what's happening. The original Suicide Squad is so dark. It makes Alien vs. Predator Requiem look like a brightly lit film.
1: Yeah, but when you shoot at night, you don't have to shut off as many roads and disrupt as many businesses and stuff. You get you have to, you have to pay less to shut off areas.
0: Also, this this is an interesting thing. So David Ayer said that he's, he based it on the original comic book runs mixed in with some of the New 52 stuff. So I had a read of the New 52, the original Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. you know, the New 52, which is almost the same team. The difference is that they're basically... Instead of them being sent into um, sent into like a town to go and save Amanda Waller, they're told that baseball stadium has been taken over by terrorists. What's actually happened is they've cordoned off the entirety of this baseball stadium because the terrorists have already won. The superheroes failed, so Damn. they like sent in like a crap superhero team and they failed. And this gas has gone off and turned everyone into zombies, which is why they send in the Suicide Squad to go and like just fucking rip rip house and grab the device to try and shut it down. Hmm. Um, or it's already shut down they're trying to get it to find a cure so they can hopefully save people or at least that's what they're told but in reality they just detonate the thing after they've got the device because they plan to use it the American government Um that's so much more interesting than the original Suicide Squad was and feels more in line with what this ends up being sort of like Yeah. because you do get people getting mobbed and like Killer Shark dies in that new 52 comic
1: like, King Shark doesn't die. King
0: Shark dies in the...
1: King Shark lives all the time. But
0: in the comics, King Shark versus Killer Croc. Killer Croc's the more well-known character.
1: Not now. Everyone Not knows now, King yeah, Shark. everybody knows
0: King Shark. But yeah, back in the day...
1: No one cares years. about Killer Croc anymore. They'd no, really it's enjoy. strange, isn't
0: it? Because Killer Croc in the comics is really cool. But again, it's like the Lizard in Spider-Man. It's hard to do that shit.
1: It's probably because they friggin' did the film and messed it up. Lizard was a white, right Amazing Spider-Man.
0: He looked like the Lizard. No, he didn't. He looked like Rissai fan's face and like didn't have like the proper like snout and stuff. I like the lizard where it's like he's gone too animalistic. Because <laughs> if he still looks like human face wise, you just, you're sort of like, oh, it's just a dude's face. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, know, I really like this. I thought it was really good. I, I've watched it a couple of times since, since seeing the cinema. And that's your review? No, no, I've got a last no. review. I have a last review. But is that your review? Are you done with Suicide Squad? I guess. Because I, I, you know, I hope he gets to make another one. This isn't doing well in the box office.
1: Yeah, but it's on, everyone keeps saying that, but it's on streaming Max, in America. Yeah. It's included with a subscription. Like, it's not... Hmm. That's not the point. Their point is to get people to subscribe to HBO oh, Max. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about making money. Yeah, that's true. And it's an R-rated, like, film. Those films don't make money. People forget the, the biggest budget R-rated film, the biggest grossing R-rated film all the time is still, like, what, Deadpool?
0: No, it's something else like, now, isn't Logan? it? is it it's... Suicide Squad? The no, no, Suicide Squad. No, no. I hope not. Because that did like loads.
1: No, that was terrible.
0: Yeah, I know, but it did a lot of money. But like,
1: no no R8 films make a ton of money.
0: That is true. But Deadpool 1 and 2 did alright, didn't they? Yeah. But they were in dog shit months. Like, that's the thing. Like, they were previously like dumping months, weren't they? Because they came out in February. Yeah. And like, people, they didn't expect people to want to go see them. They released it February. The first Deadpool was released Valentine's Day in February.
2: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and that, I went see that on Valentine's Day in February because that's what T wanted to see. And, uh, yeah, it was packed. Pants Pants um, Yeah But Suicide Squad I give it Tom Atkins I fucking loved it It's probably the best DC movie We've had so far
1: I will watch it again Which is more than I can say For the Zack Snyder cut Of Justice League
0: I mean the only other DC film That I think I've watched again I tried to rewatch Wonder Woman But I'm not a big fan Of that Wonder Woman film The first one I didn't mind the second one Because you one. But the first one I really didn't like yeah. But again I'm one of those weird people That likes the first Captain America film I think...
1: It's alright up until the hour and a half mark and then it just falls to pieces. I still like the hour and a half mark. And stuff. Mm.
0: Um, but anyway, yeah, so, um but yeah, it's like a Tom Hanks. This is the best DCEU film. Like, I could watch this or Shazam again. I think they're both really good.
1: They should bring King Shark into the next Aquaman film.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. In our way. Yeah. let see if like, Aquaman tries to control him and then he just bites his head off. How good was that shot where the thunder goes down and, and King Shark's ripped a person in half while screaming into the air? It's a nice little shot. And then... Peacemaker, Milton died.
1: Yeah, fucking Milton, man. I was like keeping out. He was doing really good. Yeah, I, I knew as soon as like I noticed he was walking around in the background <laughs> yeah. in the lineup. Like, oh, they're gonna do the thing where he dies, and everyone's gonna be like, "Who the fucks, Milton?"
0: Do you like the fact that they don't? They don't try and like someone suddenly has a backpack in this film. I hate when like you know in films where someone's like someone's like pull the bombs in my backpack. It's like when when do you get a fucking backpack in this? They've got. A carrier bag full of C four. Yeah, <laughs> Polka Dot Man is lurking around, and of Dot course Man. the of course the fucking bag rips. <laughs> it goes everywhere.
1: I like Poker Dot Man. I'm glad they put Polka Dot Man in this. I want yeah. I want Kite Man and um frigging Confection King, um Condiment King. Yeah. Condiment King, Condiment King. Yeah, yeah. I
0: still I want I want the Spider Man, the Spot. The Spot's one of my favorite. Like from the animated series, he yeah, would so be good. in Suicide Squad. No, but like in Marvel, I want to see him in like a Marvel film. Um, because he's, he's one of my favorites. I think what would be
1: good for the next one is, um, just put someone ridiculously overpowered into the suicide squad.
0: They already did it? A Mongal.
1: Yeah, but I want, I want friggin' like Black Adam as part of the suicide no, squad. No, no, no. And you- it's like they haven't really put a bomb in his neck cause they can't actually get
0: through his skin. And he's just like, yeah, I'm, I just want to have some fun. I'm trying to think like who, who from the DC villains is human but like overpowered? Who could you get? <laughs> Doomsday. Doomsday. <laughs> we got this Do you weird frog remember- creature. <laughs> A Steppenwolf,
1: sewed <laughs> stone, stone his head back on. Everyone loves just Steppenwolf. a parody just a yeah. parody of twitching in the background. Just pull, get Paul Dershowitz Anderson to direct. <laughs> it.
0: I'm trying to think like there's the,
1: like who who is actually how is Paul Dershowitz Anderson not making tons of these films actually? Because yeah, yeah. he yeah. is like the ultimate yes man when it comes yeah. to directing. He will do whatever the studio will make wants your with. shit and he'll make it badly. Yeah, he'll make it. He'll make it quick. He'll make it cheaply. Yeah. He might kill a cast a stuntman. That stunt woman had her
0: face degloved.
1: Yeah, she lost an arm. Yeah, and exactly uh, broke you know. ribs and all sorts. Yeah, and she's—I think she's got a compensation now. But
0: yeah, nothing can compensate for being in a Paul W. S. Anderson film.
1: Yeah, exactly. You already um, paid the
0: price. Uh, yeah, but I like there are characters that I'd like to see in like a, a Suicide Squad movie. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm thinking mostly like I want to see the detachable kid come back and be a villain.
1: oh the freaking um, what's her face with the wasps, with the bees. Oh, with the Bees. Can't remember a friggin' name. Oh, no, nor can I, but I know who you mean. Yeah, the one who was played by from Walking Dead in The Flash. Yeah, yeah, Emily. Yeah. I reckon if they do a the next one, I think Captain Cold's a shoo-in.
0: Captain Cold would be good.
1: Yeah. Um, and getting played by Wentworth Miller, because he's friggin' great as Captain oh, Cold. Mirror
0: Master would actually be a really, really overpowered character. Yeah. Because Mirror Master is one of those fucking ridiculously overpowered villains. Not, not that to no spoil one uses.
1: too many of the deaths in the film, but I thought it was pretty good that they took out the most powerful one in the group by the time he got to the end. And they're fighting Staro. Oh, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. guy who could single handedly take Starro out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they took they took him out of commission.
0: Yeah, pretty quickly. Although he 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 completed his arc. Yeah, yeah, great arc. Yeah, he yeah, got, to be a, got to be a got to be a superhero. Yeah. Um Nanawe, Num Num. Num Num Alien num. is Num Num. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Run rum that was the only time I didn't like Bloodshot's weapons was that the fucking gun with the spinning thing yeah, that's cool he's just putting all his stuff together yeah in one I know but go, like cause... I just like you didn't need the th- it to spin why not? <laughs> didn't, didn't make any sense why not? why not like if it was like a minigun and it was firing like that that'd be more that'd make more sense but it was just like a firework gun it's fun yeah um
1: the film lost all semblance of reality like in the first three minutes I mean they had Weasel in the team
0: yeah that's true Weasel drowned <laughs> surprised how
1: thing. much penis there is in <laughs>
0: Th- oh what, because of Tatiways and stuff.
1: No, well there's Weasel flopping his knob around as That's he's running true. around. And then there's the bit where they're breaking into the camp, and there's a big fat naked dude who yeah, gets shot. Is, yeah. just,
0: <laughs> I love the gunshot. Like, the Zack
1: Snyder nice. never put any dick in his film. Well
0: no, he just wanted to. Yeah. Um the Tatyways line is one of my favourites. It's <laughs> like, why the fuck are you wearing Tatiways? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um also I liked um I did like uh Deadshot uh, not Deadshot, Bloodshots. Bloodsport blood sport. sorry blood sports. little arc at the end yeah. Sebastian gets pets yeah gets little pets yeah Sebastian's such a good boy
1: he's played by Crisp Rat
0: <laughs> don't joke he will appear in it somehow <laughs> no no the joke the, he's he's like like the rat juice, yeah.
1: the rat is actually called Crisp Rat oh really Crisp Rat oh, that's pretty cool
0: yeah um, but yeah like all in all really really good really entertaining fucking oh. worth seeing in the cinema because it is it is a proper yeah. cinema film.
1: I went to the special screen.
0: I really like reclining chairs and stuff. I really mm. like the panning shot as their star is in the background destroying stuff. Mm. And it's just them, like, having to lug it. Yeah. It's nice to see superheroes that have to operate on foot. It's nice
1: to see real locations.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but it's really nice to see superheroes who have to actually have to lug it around places. Yeah. Because so often, like, Superman just flies off and he appears in the next shot. Or, like, Batman gets in his car and he just zooms past the action. In this... Harley Quinn tucks her boots up mm. and then just starts jogging, and they're like, "Fuck it, we got joggers." Well. And you can see Star in the background. Just every step is hundreds of meters of destruction, mm. and they're just like, "Alright, we'll get there eventually." <laughs> um, but yeah, like just just a lot of fun, uh, way more fun than I was expecting to have. Yeah. That Rick Flag versus Peacemaker fight is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, Um and I love the fact there is a half the fight happens in Peacemaker's helmet you're like watching them tussle in the helmet and the oh, reflection yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice little a toilet bowl yeah head. it's not a fucking it's not a toilet seat, it's a beacon of hope <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway yeah my my final review so there's been a new release um it's on game pass it's something I've been talking about for a few weeks called the ascent um i've been waiting to play it i pre you, never heard you haven't talked about this
1: you haven't talked about this at all
0: i have I on the podcast i was talking about the fact that the Ascent's coming out oh, repeatedly yeah, i never heard of it <sighs> So The Ascent's finally out. Um, I pre-installed like, what I thought was the full game, but it was only like a 368 meg like auto-download and then did the rest on release. Um, and p- to put it simply, is diablo is Diablo-style, top-down, semi-isometric view game in which you loot and shoot a bunch of mutants living in this complex that you slowly ascend in. So you're going deeper and deeper into the con- complex. No, sorry. Uh, higher and higher up in the complex.
1: No, you ascend downwards. No, you ascend. Upwards. Ascend up. Descend down. Descend down. So you ascend so,
0: up and up through these levels, and as yeah. you get higher and higher, the mutants get more and more powerful, and people change. And like, oh. it's basically cyberpunky augmentations and changes. Do the mutants to
1: get richer as you get higher up? No. Oh, well, where's the social commentary? Don't know. About the uh, Maybe the tower's is, not built, uh, and what
0: they're doing is they're constructing it higher and higher. Uh, so these are all builders. You're actually
1: in a game of that, um, what's that tower game? High Rise. Yeah, the one Mobiles from years ago.
0: Oh, the Tippy Towers. Yeah, 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 one of
1: those. Maybe you're secretly in that game. Maybe.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's it's a beautiful looking game, and it does look very much like the old Diablo PS2 style games where you just, like, you had a character and it's like a bit of a button masher, bit of a beam up You level up by taking out enemies and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's essentially what this is. It's a multiplayer. So, like, you can have up to four people getting through these dungeons. And all in all, I'm really fucking enjoying it. But, and, and this is, this is the, this is the problem with the game. There's always a but. There's always a but. Jesus. The biggest downfall of this game is that it, it loves to sniff its own farts. It relishes, relishes in those old school mechanics and ideals so much so that it doesn't really tell you what you're meant to be doing. It feels like a bit like the original Fallout where it's like, you're a vault dweller. Now get to fuck and go find some rad scorpions. (laughs) Do your best to survive. Like that's essentially how this starts. And they don't really give you the information directly of how to do things. Occasionally you'll get a pop-up that will tell you how to interact with some objects. But like, other than that, like, there isn't a lot in here in terms of tutorial. There's a load of logs you can read and stuff like that, but it is very much a game where you might need to pop into a wiki to sort of get a couple of hints as to what to do. But outside of that, the game is, is clear, concise, and you just get to it. You got mission objectives, you level up as you do stuff, you get better loot if you're playing with more people and you get more stuff that you can, you can sort of buy and, and, and as you go on, the villains and enemies get harder and, you know, it's, it's bog standard since the beginning of gaming, game production. Are you trying to find a really good fart? Yes, that wasn't a good one. No. Um, yeah, and it's, it's free on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass it's really worth playing um on the series consoles so the series s and x it runs at 50 no sorry 60 frames per second then on on in in 1080p on the 1x and on the, That's the same one, on the 1x it? the one and the 1s it only runs at 30 frames per second but it still looks really good um it just loading times are apparently fucking abysmal
1: <laughs> that, was that was a good nor- one That was a normal fart sound effect I like that one uh, That was a good
0: one uh, Apparently it takes like Three minutes to load a level On the on the old consoles I haven't I'm downloaded a- it I haven't got to play it 17 seconds on the new one Well so oh, then
1: you should Buy me an Xbox Series X I'll get you an S No No I need the 4K Blue actually. No you don't Because you get one in your PS4 I haven't No not a 4K Blue 4- PS5 I haven't got a PS5 You don't have a PS5 No Buy me a PS5 I
0: No think. Um I'll get you a digital one. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really good. And if if you're like me, if you are craving that sort of that old school Borders Gate, maybe even like I would say, it's a much lighter version of Diablo. Uh, Diablo three had that issue where it was felt very much like big open spaces where you'd have to explore every single corner to find that last enemy That's that was just trapped All oh, right, yeah. well, this is less like that. There are you know, you go into areas and they're very clearly like little arenas and then once you've done the arena you move on to the next area. Sometimes you're fighting shit in corridors and things like that. All in all, I'm really enjoying it but, like I said, it's one of those games that doesn't really hold your hand in the beginning. It doesn't really give you the tutorials and shit that you need to sort of get the more complicated ma- mechanics. Which means you skip the tutorials again. No, 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 no. Like there is, specifically in the beginning, so this is for anyone that's playing it, for the first, first, very first level, there is a moment where I was stuck for like 15 minutes and I couldn't work it out. And it turns out that you have to use your scanning. You basically, you have to press Y and that scans and then intercepts the console that opens the door that you're meant to go through. But it never tells you that when you get to the console. At no point does it tell you about the scanning thing being a way to intercept. Oh,
1: this is going to be one of those videos on the internet where it's really clear where it tells you and everyone's going to be like, Matt doesn't know shit.
0: I mean, if it is. It's
1: going to be like that kid who gave a bad review on um... On a medieval, saying that he couldn't figure out how to start the game. Medieval, just, a medieval, a medieval. It's a PC shoot 'em up. Oh right. And he said, yeah, it's just in an arena and you can't do anything. You Can't go anywhere. It's literally the level difficulty select. There's like three corridors, one least easy, one is <laughs> normal. You just jump in the portal at the end and you're done. I mean,
0: I'm I'm fully like if I if I miss something that tells you that that's specifically how you get through those doors, and I'm willing to put my hands up, but I. I spoke to the same dude like sixteen times and I went through the logs and I couldn't find anything that indicated mm-hmm. that was the case. So it's weird. But um that
1: guy being bad at Cuphead, which is the
0: biggest outrage. I'm good at Cuphead. I haven't played it, can't be asked. It's very good. It's very, very good. But yeah, all in all, really good game, the ascent, and as I said, free on game pass. Um I was gonna I was gonna review Flight Simulator, but it is a hundred gigs. Is that it? Yeah. So I Someone
1: might... traded in uh, an expansion for Flight Simulator X earlier today, which is called the VFR Southwest of England, South and Southwest of England um, data, Visual Data Pack. Because this is how you would get the proper, really nice looking high res texture scenery. What is, right? is
0: Flight Simulator X the newest one?
1: No, Flight Simulator X is the one from like 10 years, 10 years, 10, 12 years ago, 14 yeah. years ago. I think 2004, actually. Oh, really? But it's the really high-res data, and I looked on the back of it, and this is from, like, 2014. It's, like, 10 gig minimum install. The full thing is 35 gigs, and that's just for, like, the south of England. Like, the map on the back literally just has cut straight across the south. It's got, like, a tiny bit at the bottom of Wales, because it's a straight line, and it's 35 gigs of photo data. And it's like, and now we've got flight simulator. You're complaining about your 100 gigs. And and it's also, 35 like, gigs just for Devon. Isn't it funny that, like,
0: that's now just streamed? <laughs> yeah. Like all that day is now streamed, but um, Make but an yeah.
1: update it on the fly. When now they built Woking Tower. should we go recently check if Woking's?
0: Oh, my mate did. Yeah, he checked Woking Morrison's yeah. and Bill Sainsbury's. They're both oh. there. Oh, good, but they're not branded. No, oh. they're just the big space and wherever oh.
1: it is. I need to fly over and um see if the BAT building's got its. Do you me, do you,
0: I'll jump on after this.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, it's not an on Xbox One, is it? It's only on. I could download it on PC. To be honest, if I wanted to play, I could just get it on PC. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um the ascent, it's fine.
1: It's a game.
0: I really enjoyed it. I'm still enjoying it. Like I've still got a little bit to go. But it is like like I said, it's it's an old school experience that very much links to those old school mechanisms. I last time I reviewed Beautiful Desolation, and that's kind of similar to what this is, but that's done in the wrong way. Um that's that's like way less right, mr game design way less handholding and like way more obscure mechanics and the way that things are illustrated and, and generated just like it it was just made to confuse people and I found out that that's actually a remake of an older game which kind of explains it because it used to just be a point and click so as soon as it got transferred to consoles and you can move that person around you don't have that precision of clicking on stuff which obviously makes it harder to play so I can't imagine those commandos remakes they did recently are very good.
1: I don't know, man. Didn't play them. No, nor did I. No, I got too um, much time. But yeah, the ascent. The ascent
0: really, really fun, really good. If you have got some mates you want to play it, and it's good to jump. Any in games on that.
1: I can play a cross games.
0: Um, and I mean, you spend hours playing cross games. Yeah. You could spend those hours yeah. playing other games. It does tell
1: you how long you spend on each puzzle. Yeah, Forty and, odd hours. Well, I mean, I I will finish puzzles in minutes. Like if yeah, if but
0: that, then you do hundreds of them. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. hundreds of minutes. Yeah. I've spent thirty-seven hours playing Skyward Sword. Loser. I know right tell me about it I haven't fucking completed it yet Ooh. I'm on the last section I think I think I'm on the last you're section
1: you're on the section where it reveals the real
0: <laughs> eight more dungeons yeah um, but yeah yeah uh, The Ascent I really recommend it I, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a Emily Blunt because it's
1: beautiful which one is Emily Blunt
0: it's graceful is she in um, the Jungle Cruise <laughs> she's Jane oh. John Cru- well she's married to John Krasinski
1: is she? Yeah, from oh, the office. Poor woman.
0: You know uh, Jim. Yeah, oh, him. Who was in one division? Some. Some. <laughs> who's in one division? Is he?
1: Yeah.
0: Was he? He was agent. He was agent. Agent Wu.
1: Is That's not him? John Krasinski.
0: That is John Krasinski.
1: John Krasinski's from. Let me get a picture of of, of <laughs> Jim from the office. They he played Jim in the office. Yes, Jim <laughs> yeah, in yeah the John, office. yeah,
0: John Krasinski.
1: No, John Krasinski's an actor. Yeah, John and a, Krasinski. And a director. <laughs> played Jim in the office. Yeah, why are you trying to pretend that John Krasinski was in the office? Jimmy Woo was. No look, and look, there's
0: John Ran- Krasinski yeah. with his family.
1: Yeah it's Randall Park.
0: No, that's not there's That's,
1: no. that's yeah. Randall Park, he was in the office for every series. Look, there's look right from the start.
0: There's Jim
1: from the office. Yeah. yeah. Jim the Office. Yeah no Randall Park was in the office. Yeah there's John Krasinski. No John Krasinski directed A Quiet Place. Yeah, and he's... yeah, I saw one place Describing him As a, um, a horror movie Director And you know Such a, a great Horror movie director Because he's done Two Quiet Place films
0: Quiet well, Place 2 Isn't very good No Has Has uh, has salt people That live near the beach And they apparently Eat people And they go old of They're the all beach. salty They're all yeah. salty They're not old They're all like oh, salty But and, the
1: beach like, makes you old Dehydrated Have you not yeah. heard About this beach That makes you old <laughs>
0: One of the funniest film, one of the funniest things about the film Old is there is a shot where they're like, "Who's watching us up in that thing?" and it cuts and is literally, it's it's M Night behind a fucking a canon camera zoomed <laughs> in, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at that meta. <laughs> that, no, he just plays the villain. Fucking
1: M Night, fucking <laughs> M Night, the happening. Some Night Shyamalan.
0: How come all of his horror films just happen? Like they're what?
1: just bad. No. What?
0: The hot dog's a perfect food. <laughs> when you think about it. You can eat it with a bird. You don't even need a bun. That's a line in the happening.
1: Yes. Yeah, masterful film. Uh I
0: like the I like the scene in which the guy starts the lawnmower and then lies down in front of it and so the lawnmower goes over him. And also the guy in the line, do you remember there's that shot where the guy's in the line pit he goes to the line and just slaps it in the face and takes his arm off like he's made out of butter and just goes ah! it's like a sketch oh, can we watch some of the happening deleted no. scenes oh. no alright anyway that's been the end of the Apocalypse episode 166 thank god Jesus I've Christ been Matt me. you've been Ant you can find at, at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter you can also find him as Mellow Gaming it's on really YouTube you can said. find him really in say. Ant's Bot Box no, on YouTube no it's
1: still not right fuck's sake what is it Ant's Bot Collection. It's and really easy bot to remember. Collection. Because it's A, B,
0: C. You can find him on Reacting Sentai Yoppa Ranger on YouTube. Uh, you can find me as Crit Apocalypse almost everywhere. Um, you find him on the beach where you get old. It's me getting old. <laughs> Is it? <huh? laughs> um, but yeah, like, have a good couple of weeks. Don't, don't go watch old, because it's not very good. Um, and, ah, you know, with YouTube Premium,
1: I can just background play audio videos while yeah. I'm because I've got YouTube Premium now it's free with Nitro so I can just background play the fart
0: noise this the, is this the music we're to play when you're teaching us stuff
1: there we go
0: yeah I can just background play that look at that look so at that
1: can I put that on a loop so it just plays constantly.
0: we are the future of podcasting we have fart noises and outro music <laughs> As always, we'll see you again in two weeks. Uh, by then, hopefully we'll have seen more Some movies revelation. and played more things.
1: Revelation. Yeah. yeah. I can walk to work. while listening to the fart. Just over mind. and over again. Yeah.
0: You know what? I really like that YouTube, a video sharing app, now doesn't need to have video.
1: Oh, crazy.
0: Yeah. The what future, world will we live in? The future is now. Um, bye. They said it couldn't be done oh uh anti-vaxxers are fucking morons that is controversial I can't believe it's... oh my god uh, anyway bye anti-vaxxers but... are fucking twats and They're gingers fucking idiots they are fucking stupid aren't they let's face it if you're not an epidemiologist or a virologist then you probably don't have any, any fucking <laughs> idea what you're talking about and if someone fucking tells me any more times that more people die taking the vaccine than died of covid-19 I'm gonna fucking ruin you again you stupid cunt! Oh,
1: he's going to destroy them. Just like that Shen Bapiro loves to do. Go now, bye. Fucking fuck off. Jesus Christ. What, what, what? What, Say goodbye. (laughs) Bye, everyone.